Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to another amazing episode of the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. You're listening and watching and hopefully enjoying the dulcet tones of myself, Matthew Gregg, the one, the only, Mr. Ross Twiddell. Hello! And reporting from a bunker somewhere in darkest, deepest, Sandyford, Jack King. How you doing? Howdy. Thank you. How are you doing, Jack? <laughs> How bad is it in my head? I'm pausing for an applause. Here's Ross. And here's my helmet. Yay! And here's Jack. Yay! <laughs> we've done, we've we can done all hear one, that cheer, right? We've done one ever live podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like one ever. It was it was good though, wasn't it? That one, remember? Remember that? What I love that? being in front of people. I wish I could remember the experience. Keep uh, <laughs> How are you, Matthew? I'm doing great, mate. How beyond free. Still I'm I'm got a Goldberg screen. Uh, currently going with uh, me and COVID. It's fantastic. Because oh, no. it used to be bad. I used to have the feeling of, oh, no, it's not a matter of if I'm going to get it. It's when I'm going to get it. Because all my mates have got it. Uh, I still don't have it. So now I'm just like, oh, you've got COVID. Way. Oh, lovely. That's the way I have to look at things. Going to turn a positive spin on it. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm interested in hearing about how you're feeling now, Jack. How are you? I'm, 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 I've, got, I've tested negative now. I'm all good. Um... Doesn't seem to be any lingering effects, so that's all. It's all grand. I don't. Um, it was just a really boring week, but I, luckily it didn't seem to have hit me as hard as it has some people. So you know, the vaccine works. I suppose that's the that's the takeaway there. But um, how are you anyway, Matthew? How are you? Oh, we've no, already asked you. I've already asked you. Already asked me. Yeah, we've I feel fine, Matthew. mate. I feel fine. I'm gonna ask the same thing I always do. It's alright. That's nah, alright. Well, well, very glad to hear that you're on the up and up, Jack. Cheers. Okay. And Ross, how's yourself? I'm not too bad. I'm just existing. That's all I can say. It's been a very boring week. We've we've heard how Matthew is. He's he's laughing at people who have COVID now. That's what yeah. Matthew's got to. What an arsehole. Hey, what a terrible start to a Friday morning. <laughs> Look at him go. He's still going, laughing at folk with COVID. What a terrible, terrible man. He's the Novak Djokovic of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how long it would be until we mentioned him. Ah. <laughs> uh. He's he, my said, well, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't. <laughs> oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> no. Hopefully this doesn't age badly, but, uh, you know. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, I'm glad that we're all doing this together. We've still got some of the chemistry that people have stuck for, for well over 200 yeah. episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm glad that we're at least, as you've said, we don't have to be winning, we just have to be coping. 
So, oh yeah. On that well, inspirational modern. note, let's look at some crappy wrestling news and laugh at it. Uh, news of Matt Striker's release emerged this week. Uh, this week, Matt Striker tweeted that he had left Impact, then subsequently deleted the post, causing some confusion. Now it's been confirmed that Striker has left Impact after just a year with Dave Meltzer, who else revealing why Striker was let go in the latest Wrestling Observer. Uh, Matt Striker, who had been the lead announcer, was let go because management wasn't happy with his performance. Makes sense, doesn't it? Mm. Um, and that's why we saw the debut of Tom Hannafin, a.k.a. Tom Phillips, a.k.a. whatever Kelvin Owens felt like calling him, that week on Raw, to replace him. 69-69, you disgust me. That's just how Kevin Owens said it. But it's a massive <laughs> upgrade, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it is. I always love hearing yeah. you do Kevin Owens impressions. They're so accurate. <laughs> if you close your eyes, it's like he's here in the room. I'm a prize fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Call me a donkey, Chris. You're the goat. That's just like Kevin Owens. Why is my name on this? Yeah. <laughs> it's that easy. Jer- that was Jericho. Oh, they all look the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all look like Terence and Philip from That's South right. Park. Square heads. Ha, ha, ha. My wife stormed the Capitol. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> So, impact. Hard to kill. I know there's a lot of wrestling this week. But oh. just ask, did anyone watch it? I watched it because I it's had not nothing better to do, and I'm glad I did. Yeah. What a show. Mm. I'm going to say it now. What a first half of the show, especially. Oh, absolutely. Like Even the kickoff show had like Mike Bailey and Ace Austin and everybody else on it. Uh, yeah, it's not on our list of uh, in the week of wrestling, I guess, because this would be a four-hour podcast. But we, you know what we should cover Impact? For good or bad reasons. Let's make your own decision there. But it needs to be said, pay-per-view. Or the big shows that Impact put on. More often than not, a class. Yeah. There was one match where I was like, wow, this guy I've never heard of before. Oh, I know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Do you see the way he hung Trey Miguel upside down in the ropes and then speared him? I've never seen that before. And it looked awesome yeah. as well. And I was like, who's this guy? And then the next day in the chat, in the work chat, um, I think it was, I think it was, oh, who was it? Actually. Someone just oh it was Aiden I think he just went that's Steve Cutler I was like what it was it was Steve oh Cutler was from... it yeah oh I didn't know that how I ironically you forgot who he was I know I know forgotten the forgotten, the forgotten sons yeah <laughs> but yeah Trey Miguel uh, Macklin kicked ass Gresham versus Saban oh uh, yes Alexander uh, Jonah the first ever knockouts. Ultimate X match and all other stuff. Um, even I was like, all right, Mac and Dona, Morrissey, uh, Moose, this is going to be all right. A guy threw in his fake leg <laughs> in the match, and I still don't know if it was real or not, but it didn't happen on camera, so I was like, maybe it was. Um, it was, it was, it was a silly match, but I liked the tag team hardcore gauntlet thing as well. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I did exactly what I said in the tin, mm. and then Mickey James defeated Diona Peraza, Texas mm, Death, Peraza, yeah, big Bob. Um, yeah, and that, that's the Dury Royal Rumble's very own Mickey James. Strange. What's going on there then? They released all of the women, so they don't have enough women to fill their own Royal Rumble match. So I, hope, <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. hope they paid. I hope Mickey James charged them like several million dollars just for this one off appearance and requested all those dollar bills to be put in several bin bags. I was about to say, yeah, a bin bag <laughs> with money in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they haven't got women to fill the. 
tag, the women's tag team division. They might have rumbled, but uh, yeah. anyway. So yeah. that new story, Impact Wrestling, good, good show, good show. And we're going to prove how much we care about Impact Live moving on because I'll do what I did last time. I went, this is such a good show. I'm definitely going to watch Impact next week. I haven't. But uh, we've mentioned it first there. Wow. Yeah, but at least we said what a show. MLW have filled, sorry, filed an antitrust lawsuit. Now, this is a funny one. MLW taking legal action against WWE uh, based on alleged ongoing attempts to undermine competition and monopolize the professional wrestling market by interfering with MLW's contracts and business prospects. And there's a long little thing there. It seems to be that when they were being aired on Vice TV, a then WWE executive warned Vice that WWE owner Vince was pissed that Vice TV was airing MLW programming. And that Vice TV should stop working with MLW. Uh, and this this is obviously a bad thing due to antitrust laws, uh, which is pretty crazy. Uh, there is probably a statement saying, Dewey believes these claims have no merit and intends to vigorously defend itself against them. It's so crazy because there's many things that you have done that you were like, yeah, maybe if someone did something about that, they would fall under antitrust laws. But you go, yeah, but no one is. But MLW doing it, it's like, yeah, but did this happen? Did it not happen? If they had proof that they were thrown off because of it, then fair enough. But it just seems to be saying said someone was angry about it. I wish MLW the best because they're taking on the proverbial Mansur match in Saudi Arabia in facing Jerry McDermott, surely, aren't they? Jerry McDermott's a terrifying figure, but also a lovely figure at the same time when you see him speak. What lovely oh, old man, <laughs> but a terrifying old man. <coughs> yeah. I've never seen what he looks like, actually. They did an episode of Dark Side of the Ring with him heavily featured not so long ago, didn't they? On Vice oh, TV, ironically. Yeah. yeah. The trial one, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I think I do know who you're talking about. Yes, I do. I do. Yeah. He looked like he could stare down the devil himself. So <laughs> He works with him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Corey Graves reportedly cleared for a WWE in-ring return. Aye. is out of nowhere. I guess they're well, Rumble of, time. I guess they're out of names for the Rumble then. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, her <laughs> apart from Fightful Select, Graves was al- allegedly initially cleared by W Doctors in 2020, but remained on an internal no-contact list due to past issues with concussions. However, it's now believed that Graves is off that list, clearing that way for Graves to make an in-ring return if he wants it. But neither Graves nor we have confirmed nor denied it. So apparently, it, brains get all right. It. If Shibata and Danielson have proved things. It's like, no, no. CTE just goes away after a bit. It's so weird, isn't me... it? Go on, sorry. And Edge. And Edge, well, yes. Well, that was more neck issues, I suppose, mm. but still, Christian. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's hope for Nigel McGuinness yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm, re- I'm ready for it, me. I think it's, it's something that Corey needs. I don't I don't, I don't want to criticise the character Corey Grace because the real-life human being, whatever his real name is, will get really annoyed at the criticism of his character, but then defend Scott. it by is he called about Scott? himself. Jeremy. I Jeremy, but I think it's very much. I think I don't know, but if it's just me, but when I hear him oh. now on Raw, I feel like he's just saying the same thing over and over again. And it's, it's, called, it's, it's called Matthew. Matthew. Ah, oh, that's your name. No, there, you no. There. Hang on, there's only room for one annoying person. There's nothing about wrestling. Called Matthew. Called Matthew. <laughs> okay, thank you. Another dramatic pause for the <laughs> for the audience to go. Ooh, what's so he going to say? So, Ross, do you think he'll do you think he'll come in in the Rumble? 
I, if I was if I was him and I've been medically cleared and it's safe to do so and I feel okay and I want to do it, I would I'd be straight in there because like the commentary thing. I mean, obviously you sat there for seventeen hours a week for five years, six years, wherever it's been at this point on Raw. It's going to be really difficult to sound fresh, uh, especially yeah. when they do the commentary. So obviously there's that caveat. So if the, if everything's okay, I'd be gagging to get in that rumble and do some wrestling, just do something different. See, he does he, he is like played out now on commentary, Corey Graves. Who would your like entry level feud be for him? Uh, Dana Brooke. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's I a was natural say, one, isn't it? Pat McAfee. <laughs> loser, loser has to wrestle again. Yeah. Loser leaves the announce table. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, as Pat would say, loser oh. leaves the announce table. <laughs> He's been um, on top form recently on his on his. YouTube clips that I've seen of him because an American football player quit in the middle of a of a match and oh, walked off. Yeah. Took a shirt so, off, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. While they, while his team's like yeah. on like further up the pitch, um. So he's been talking about. He is very good at talking about stuff. Like he he, he makes things that you're not necessarily interested in very interesting. So, you know, I feel bad for pointing that out about Pat's commentary to you, Ross. I'm sorry. I have ruined him completely. For yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when I realised I killed Triple H for myself when I heard a promo and he he says been it's like where I've been as Ben Austin you don't know where I've been <laughs> like, what what <laughs> he kept on saying it no man's ever been where I've been mate <laughs> is that not just do Americans not just do that is that is that specifically a Triple H thing. My favourite Rowan Atkinson character is Mr. Ben. No. <laughs> I, I don't know. But it's like, now he said it, all, all, all I'm waiting for him is to say Ben. So, uh, okay. Yeah, so that's Corey Graves. Hopefully not making a grave mistake. Yeah, Ross. Ha, ha, ha. That, that's a, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Rock and Roll Express announced retirement tour. <laughs> the new tag team oh, Rock and Roll Express announced their retirement no. tour set to commence on January 22nd such a flash in the pan <laughs> the team of Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton one of the most popular teams of the 80s uh, I say and they're done it begins the 22nd of January of this year I want to focus more on Kerry behind the scenes of the wrestling business Morton later clarified that this was the end of him and Gibson as a team and not a full retirement Oh, he, he still wants, wants to, to keep go. on. He's yeah, still he's still getting go. bookings. He still he can. Still, he can still yeah. wrestle. Yeah, he's getting yeah. ready for that NXT title run. Couple of quick lines <laughs> backstage. He's ready to go. Now, this is, this A is, line reading. That's right. They all get together and do Hamlet. <laughs> Disclaimer: This is just. I don't know what he does in his personal time, but when I see Ricky Morton. I just think there is a walking cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> uh, there are other drugs available. And finally, Cody Rhodes calls AW Flaming Table Spot maybe the dumbest thing I've ever done. No, Cody. Second dumbest oh, thing no. you've ever done. Third with a promo about racism and whatnot. <laughs> Any more? <laughs> no. But we'll show we'll probably get to more when we get to AW Dynamite. But for now, this has been the news. That was a quick news segment. No. Nice. Well, the there's so many news that's going to be about stuff that happens on the show. There's, there's a lot of wrestling and the mailbag's quite big as well, so yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's come and more. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Ah. Now it's time for the Hall of Fame segment. 
and condescending order from last week. Mafu's disturbing looking penguin. Oh, yes, yes. 23%. Cheers, pal. There's Barney's girlfriend and his manager. Quote, Ben DeCock. <laughs> ben DeCock. 30%. But a clear winner this week, Mango and Chutney. 47%. Hey. And I, I forget, Jack. Was that the flavor? The, the flavor. The, um, no. The, I'm trying to say here. The filling. Flavor Flav. No, it's your cat. It's not. It's my girlfriend's cat. Girlfriend's cat. Yeah, yeah. She's recently adopted yet. them this week. Um, I've met them now because I had COVID, so I couldn't go around. But um, oh. when uh, when Ross put the podcast notes in our chat that he'd done, um, I informed her that she that her cat had won the Hall of Fame, and she said, "I'm going to pick an extra nice photo of them." So she's already like a proper cat owner, like really, oh. really well. Yeah, but I've met them now. Um, because I, I, I've only ever been around like adult cats. Like I, we had a cat when I grew up, but the cat was older than me. Like it was, it was the cat was like nine, and I was like five. But I've never really been around kittens very much. They play fight a lot, like like a lot. Like there's a lot of running and doing laps of the living room and stuff. But then you know one of them got tired and fell asleep on me, and I was like. Oh, this is the best thing ever. So you know, it swings and roundabouts. They're 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 really lovely cats, and I, and I should give Richard Tubman a shout out as well because, um, he was like, he messaged me and said this was his idea. He said, just give me a photo of the cats. I'll put them in the Hall of Fame. Maybe it'll get you a few extra votes. Corruption, corruption on the podcast, possibly. Hey, whatever works. Well, I suppose so. Well, no, yeah. this is this is bringing the, the the sanctity of the Hall of Fame into question here. Richard Tubman's on Jack the Jobber's team. I know. I, I didn't. I, I was. I was independent. I didn't. He was acting of his own accord. The Grand Wizard behind the scenes, behind yeah. the big green curtain, so to speak, getting Club, involved. Because the Australian Minister uses personal power to veto <laughs> Jack's pick. <laughs> but now, with a mango chutney. That's fantastic to see. You know what? I see many people with cats. And it's great seeing how passionate they are. Because it seems funny when they're like, oh, it's my cat being crazy. And they take a photo and put it on Facebook. It's a cat doing nothing. Uh, <laughs> right, cool. uh, but I know full well, if I had a cat, I'd be doing the same. Look, look, he's doing the thing. And it's just, yeah. it's just not, it's asleep. No, they, right. they, I'm excited for when they reach the stage where they get a bit more chilled after meeting them once. Because I wasn't, I, I underestimated how much energy they had. They're like dogs at the minute, which a lot of people would prefer, I know, but there we go. Yeah. Jack, what's your pick this week? Um, well, because I've been isolating for most of last week, uh, I was watching like loads of crap on, on just YouTube and loads of stuff that I never normally would watch, just to pass the time. Um, but one thing that I did was stay quite closely in touch with the ongoing African Cup of Nations, Matthew, in Cameroon. Um, it's not been the best tournament so far. Like Most of the games have been 1-0 or 0-0. But one of those 1-0s is my nomination for the Hall of Fame. So my nomination is Mali versus Tunisia um, for one of the weirdest refereeing performances you'll ever see. So... It's the second half, right? 
There's been a, quite a lot of incidents. There's been a few VAR checks. There's been a red card as well. Stuff that would naturally lead to quite a bit of added time at the end of the game. The ref- the clock reaches 85 minutes and the referee blows his whistle with Marley 1-0 ahead. Tunisia are like, hang on, 85 minutes, what are you doing? He goes, sorry, sorry, it's my bad, it's my bad. 89 minutes, blows it again, ends the game. They all go off, everyone's raging. There's a press conference afterwards. In the middle of the press conference, or just before it started with the the Marley, the winning the winning manager, yeah. two officials burst in and go, we need to play the last few minutes of the match. Like, this is wrong. He's like, right then, I, I need to talk to my players. The winning team, Marley, they go back out onto the pitch. Fans are coming back in the stadium. Tunisia, in my opinion, rightly so, refused to go out and play the remainder, like the last few minutes of the match, because they probably weren't going to score... And by doing that, they've kind of given legitimacy to what is a very dodgy result. So that for the, the for giving the tournament the kick up the arse that it needed, I'm going for Mali versus Tunisia because it wasn't that entertaining until until that match. But wow, then it turned into like Survivor Series '99. So I couldn't believe it. '99, '98, '98. What did other team come on the pitch and play instead? Because that was yeah. '99. Well, sorry, 98, 98, 98. Oh, okay, 98. Yeah, right, right. Just, just the whole tournament, just the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Worth so that's my... one Mar- eyebrow. Anyway. <laughs> Marley versus Mick Foley. Etching his ear, yeah. <laughs> All right, did the referee say why? Or did anyone explain why he blew the, the, the whistle at 85 minutes? Not that I've seen, but people were tweeting saying that a few years ago he was investigated for corruption and cleared. So it's fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So you used to referee in Italy. They <laughs> <laughs> might still do. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Apparently, he's one of the more renowned referees on the continent of Africa as well. Oh no. But um, yeah, just absolutely class. There's been quite a few. It, I've researched the country of Cameroon quite a lot as well because I've been that bored and because, you know, it's it's taking place in Cameroon. They, I told my mate who I was I was texting him because he works in football. I was like, are you seeing this Mali Tunisia stuff going on? And then I said, I've just been on Wikipedia. The Cameroonian president's been in charge since 1982. And he just replied, oh, he's a very popular guy. <laughs> so it's been... I've not been out the flat for a week almost uh, for... Until Wednesday, I'd not been out of the flat. So I've got a lot to nominate, but I'm going for that football match. Mali versus Tunisia. There we go. Well, bless you, Jack. That's making mm. uh, something out of nothing there. That sounds very weird and entertaining. I haven't was, heard any of it. Yeah. So that was news to me. Well, there's been a lot going on in England, hasn't there, in politics and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's not bring it up, though. Uh, fantastic. So we've got that to look forward to. Ross, what is your pick this week? Well, after hearing Jackson, with knowing what's coming next, we're on for a humdinger of a Hall of Fame this week. Because as I said at the start of the podcast, I've merely been existing this week. I have done bugger all, but apart from work in my flat and then nothing else. Work in my flat and then nothing else. But I updated my laptop at the start of the week to Windows 11. So my nomination for the Hall of Fame this week is the noises of Windows 11. Because they're a lot more appealing to the ear, soothing to the soul than what we had on previous incarnations of Windows. Your little dings, your little bongs, your boo-boo-boo-boo when it comes on. Absolutely sensational. Oh, man. Hey, it's a a humdinger (laughs) for the Hall of Fame. I don't know what they sound like. Oh, Windows 11? 
You got your computer updated, the latest update there, Matthew? No. No, you haven't. Windows 11. Get your cell in the party. Come on down. All Windows 11 sounds. Tell Richard Tubman sat there going, yeah, in the back. While um, while Matthew's doing this, Richard Tubman. (laughs) Richard Tubman, if you're listening. Sounds like a Mac. Am I am I loud enough for you, Richard? Because my levels are not very they're not spiking very high in the Audacity file at all. Quite he scared. won't be able to hear that because it's Audacity. That's just on your machine. Oh mm. bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. But when I clap in that, it picks it up. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh yeah, Windows eleven sounds very nice. Do they are know? lovely, aren't they? Very soothing. It's like Windows ten on ASMR. It's like Windows has grown. It's like Windows was a kitten up until its 11th birthday. And now it's mellowed out (laughs) to become a lovely sort of Stephen Fry-esque. Oh, excuse me. You might have unplugged that device there. Right. Lovely. What a fun-filled week I've had. Someone's deleted (laughs) System 32. Oh, dear. Oh, thank you for that. Thank you for bringing it round to Kat. I saw a clip of him on the Big Nasty show that I'd never seen before. Where Big Nasty talks about how he was in jail, and Stephen Fry is like, "Oh yes, unfortunately I was." And Big Nasty's like, "Gang, gang, gang, free the mandem!" And Stephen Fry goes, "Yes, free the mandem." <laughs> it's really good. I like Big. Why Nasty. was Stephen Fry in jail? Yeah. Uh, we, when he was like eighteen, he stole credit cards and went on like a spree around the country. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah. And then Big Nasty goes, the talented Mr. Ripley, and Stephen Fry goes, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, basically." Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's a very good interview. <laughs> yeah, big nasty. Yeah, big nasty's good, but he makes me feel silly when I say it. Do you find that as well, Ross? Big nasty. Yeah. I, know, I feel down and hip and hot and happening. But I, his interactions with Prue Dog on on Bake Off were also <laughs> Hall of Fame worthy. Obviously, all of Prue. Prue said, "For my money, Prue is better than Mary Berry." And I know that might be sacrilege to hear for some people, including Jack the Jobber there. But I <laughs> I enjoy Prue's presence more with Paul Hollywood than I did Mary Berry, and I enjoy Prue's. Kavorka. <laughs> oh, no. There's that Mary, word Mary. again. <laughs> so yeah, playing a drinking called... game at home. Hey, you said Kavorka. <laughs> That's right. Prulis Kavorka is better oh, than Mary yeah. Berry's. What's your Hall of Fame pick, Matthew? Save the segment. My it Hall of be Fame good. pick. It doesn't need saving. You're doing a great job. Mine, like the two of you, I've not been doing great things because we're just edging our way out of life. Like one of those groundhogs just looking to see what the weather's going to be like for the rest of the year. But I have been listening to a lot of the Comrade Thompson uh, podcast Monopoly. Sorry, MLW. Um, I've been listening to the Jeff Jarrett bits because he's been such a fantastic podcast. And I had forgotten until this week about the legendary little bit he did when he challenged Kurt Angle in preparation. Well, why did he challenge Kurt Angle? Why? Because Jeff Jarrett proclaimed himself the greatest MMA fighter of all time as Double J's Double M-A. And we've got those segments where he went to this little dojo with kids, and he's like, all right, you know, I'll show you how none of y'all will be as good as me. None of y'all. I've, I've, I've mastered in weeks what takes people a lifetime. But some of y'all will get near my level. Now, who can tell me who invented, who mastered the ankle lock? Hey. Kurt Angle did. Kurt Angle! Yeah, you stupid kid, Ken Shamrock. The one who did it. But I'm the one who perfected it. Now you put it on me and some kid tries to put the angle on. See, you can't do it. Now watch as I do it to you. And <laughs> these kids on the angle. Ah! Tap, tap, tap. And it's just this great little segment. 
And then he went to the impact zone and started challenging people. Because, all right, at the 100 grand, Jeff Jarrett, double it, whatever, uh, challenge. And he kept challenging kids. But then they're like, here's a kid who's a, he's a talented, um, you know, got a, a black belt in jujitsu. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 wait. I've just realized right now you're this height, the right height to perform at the Jeff Jarrett, double J, double M-A. But you're young. You will get bigger. Sorry. This is for... The height limit is for people who will stay at that height. So you're disqualified. <laughs> I forgot how much I love that bit. So, got in mind about that. The If you go on YouTube, check out all the double J, double M-A bits. That's up. I threw in a few with Kurt Angle. And then Kurt Angle got the one up by going. Because Jeff Jarrett kept on charging Kurt Angle. So like, you're retired now, Kurt, but it's okay. It'll just be an exhibition. And Kurt came down and just beat the hell out of him. And Jarrett's like, whoa, 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 change my mind, change my mind. And he went, and Kurt Angle goes, sorry, Jared, it's just an exhibition. You know? <laughs> and like, oh, no. So, yeah, what's the double J, of, double MA, Jeff Jarrett. What's reminded you of Jeff Jarrett's MMA run? MMA uh, run. <laughs> his MMA run, yeah. <laughs> um, him on the, they, uh, no, not three weeks, uh, My World podcast. We oh, talk about the, oh, the build-up to yeah. the... Very mixed uh, pay-per-view they did, Genesis. The one where they had Matt Morgan versus Chris Anderson as the headline, and then Jeff Hardy showed up in an unscheduled match, and everyone went, why didn't you advertise Jeff Hardy? He's a bit of a draw, you know. Mm. But it was all a bit... It's very TNA, very TNA. That was a lot of people's turning point, no pun intended, although yeah, I've yeah, definitely yeah. tried to. Um, but with Jeff Jarrett there, wasn't it? Because everyone went, actually, this is legitimately funny. This is really good stuff. He's, he's self-aware. What the, what the hell's happened? Yeah, no, it's great. It's such a great podcast. Sorry to keep on plugging it, but it's it. Jared's just a nice to listen to. He accepts no. his faults, and he hates Dave. Also, <laughs> just Who point out then the surname. Everyone with the name Dave, he hates. So, oh, poor yeah. Dave. He's like, he's like all the Windows Eleven noises playing at once, isn't he? Jeff Jarrett on that podcast because he's very soothing, but he gives you your money's worth. I don't know the podcasts are free by and large if you just have it on Spotify and whatnot, but he does give you long-winded answers as I'm doing right now, and it's fantastic. It's so sneaky what Ross is doing. So I'm going to compare Jeff Jarrett's podcast to Mali versus Tunisia as well, which was really as entertaining as that game. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say if Jeff Jarrett's podcast was an animal that you have in your house, it'd be a cat that watches Cameroon matches. The cats are already in. I've, I've texted Bethany letting her know, and she instantly responded with a picture to use. Like she's really up for this, like for the cats going in. I'm a bit, I'm a bit scared. But the picture's got her in it as well, which I think sneaky because she's not in the Hall of Fame, and I think that's her trying to. I don't think I can. Oh yeah, she can't be in the picture yeah. for God's no, yeah. sake. <laughs> no, yeah, no. She's there taking nice Triple stuff. H photo of the new signing of Mango and Chucky. Yeah, that's that's basically what she's done. <laughs> she's learned from the best, Jack. Well done. You, you can also tell in the picture that one of them is trying to get away. Like she's holding them like that. Like one of them is really not happy. Mm. Crop her out, yeah. Richard. Crop her out. She's in the middle, unfortunately. Just a big question mark or something like yeah. that. Put one of the cat's heads on top of her head. <laughs> <laughs> replace her with a cat the same size as her. So I'll Replace her with Jeff Jarrett's head. So Jeff Jarrett's holding the cat. <laughs> oh, fantastic, yes. <laughs> and coincidentally, the referee for that one match was, that's right, Jeff Jarrett. He blew the whistle, then he strutted. <laughs> <laughs> so your three picks of the Hall of Fame ah what do you want to have it as Jack just the um, uh, probably, screw job probably uh, yeah the AFCON screw job the, please, AFCON, screw the AFCON, job. AFCON all in capitals African company the AFCON screw job AFCON screw job 
the dulcet tones of Windows 11. The Stephen Fry's of Windows 11. Yes. <laughs> and Jeff Jarrett's double J, double M, A. Easy for me to say. Those are your three picks and your three picks alone. You go to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic and place your votes uh, roughly around now. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. <laughs> this week in wrestling. Smackdown. Roman Reigns opens the show, but is interrupted by Lesnar and Heyman. Oh. Lesnar does Heyman's... Oh, sorry. Lesnar does Heyman's usual introduction and tells Roman to acknowledge him. Brock wants a title versus title match, but Roman says he doesn't do business with people who work with trash like Paul Heyman. This greatly upsets Heyman, who tearfully protests until Lesnar tells him to shut up. Reigns tells Lesnar, hey, you can't speak to Heyman that way. And so approached him before leaving. Heyman looks shocked. They yeah. are divorced parents, aren't they now, Roman and Brock? Quite literally. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you can't speak to the Ben like that. He's still yours, you know. Um, but our, Pat at the start of this one was a fact, like, I don't know, we, we slandered his name at the start of the podcast with his. <laughs> uh, but he said, COVID tested positive for Roman Reigns, not the other way around. Fire! Burn! Ready to oh, ignite. <laughs> this is my fight. <laughs> are you ready? Boom! Yeah. Get up, get up. Wait, that was that that was Pachitti's theme tune. It not, was, yeah. <laughs> 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 but the acting in this segment was absolutely fantastic. It was very Coronation Street. Uh, with Paul especially going like, "Why? What are you talking about? I loved you. I loved you. You can't tell me like that. It was fantastic." I yeah. the direction I expected them to go. No. <laughs> with Roman being like, "Hey, you can't talk to him like that." It was very odd, but they did it well. Brock's yeah. on Brock's on fire at the minute. I'm really enjoying Brock Lesnar. Did his own introduction. Just having a whale of a time, isn't he? Having a great time. Yeah. Yeah. And I like it. Have you ever had the position, Jack, where you're with your partner, your new partner, and you go out of town and you bump into your old partner? This is what Heyman's like at the minute. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's very awkward for him. Oh, fancy <laughs> seeing you? Oh, this? Oh, this is just my new... It's, it's alright, don't worry about it. It's kind of nice. Yeah, they are bigger than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look. It's the same. But it's like he's gone back to his ex. He's with his old partner. Oh, that's a bit... Yeah, no, I, I forgot that they were technically together for years and years and years. But... For, for years. Since yeah. 2002. And then he left him for the big show. He's always mistreated him. Paul must have a huge hog to have Brock Lesnar under his thumb like that. To be playing Brock <laughs> Lesnar like a fiddle. Paul Heyman has got to have one hell of a salami. Oh, goodness me. Paul Hogman. Backstage. <laughs> Sami Zayn cuts a promo, Nakamura and Boogs. Paul Hogman. <laughs> he pumps into Johnny Knoxville. Oh. It, was, it was here to gain official entry for the Royal Rumble. Keen Heyman. Sami Zayn doesn't take him seriously. Uh, he fa and faces Boogs and loses via roll-up. And he argues with Boogs and Nakamura afterwards, allowing Knoxville to sneak up behind and throw him over the top rope. The ring announcer reveals that he's now officially in the Rumble in lieu of being able to put someone over the top rope. And his theme music is the Jackass theme, which makes sense. It's called Corona. It's not. It oh, is. How unfortunate. The people will survive. Do, 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 do. I had the Jackass album when I was like eight years old. Fantastic scenes. Wait, we say the Jackass theme. I don't remember this playing. Is that 
it's called Corona. Oh, oh okay. Um, but uh, I think it's fantastic that Sami Zayn keeps landing these spots with the celebrities. It seems that when a celebrity heads over to SmackDown, the first port of call is Sami Zayn, which is a, a massive, to me anyway, a massive show of faith in Sami Zayn and his abilities to talk yeah. with other human beings. <laughs> but if I had to guess which one won on Impact pay-per-view this week and which one was thrown over the top rope by Johnny Knoxville, I'd guess Heath Slater was the one in WWE, like the one still doing that, and that Sami Zayn, it's, it's a, he is in the Heath Slater role slightly, but he yeah. does it well, you know. But it's nice to see that Johnny Knoxville's gone through all that training to uh, to dump Sammy over the top rope and prove he is more than qualified to be in the <laughs> WWE Royal Rumble match. I'm worried about him. I know he's I know he's got an extreme tolerance for pain, as we all know. But it just looks like his knees are going to go at any second or something. He looks he's aged, obviously, as you know, as everyone does. But just worry about worry about him a little bit now. What's going to happen? Let's try and predict what's going to happen to Johnny Knoxville. It's going to be like a, a disastrous throw or something, is it? <laughs> Probably. I mean, he's just filmed Jackass, so surely he's still doing physically dangerous stuff. Yeah, but to promote it. Uh... Yeah. Have you seen the trailer, by the way? No. No. A man gets bitten in the face by a snake. Not Paul Heyman's. Are you... I feel, uh, <laughs> I feel like oh, they've done. Oh, oh, right. <laughs> okay, that's They've done worse seconds, stuff than you. that before, haven't they? But a bag gets bitten in the face by a snake. It'll probably not be venomized. Haven't killed Bill. It. <laughs> <coughs> anyway, do you think Corey Graves got his clearance to wrestle when they announced Johnny Knoxville is competing? <laughs> you went, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm way more off than him. Yeah. I can control my own piss. I can. <laughs> yeah, he's got like. He's got. I. I. That, I mentioned it a few times last week, but that video where he goes through oh, all of yeah. the ailments he's got—it's incredible. Um. So maybe that was the, the tipping point for Corey Graves. You're letting him in the rumble. Yeah. And did most of his injuries, the, the most severe ones happened when he did the Action Park film, which yeah. no one saw. So what? It was something to do with the toboggan, was it? Where he, he properly messed himself up, I think. It's yeah. been a couple of years since I've seen this video, but um, I think that's what the, the film was about. Yeah, because the story of Action Park is an amazing one. There's loads of uh, it's a good Defunct Land video on it about how insane it was. Then they went, let's make a film of it. Came and went, and then other thing that seemed to come out was John Oxford got more injured on that than anything he's done with Jackass. Wow. It's a bit heartbreaking. Um, yeah. Also, speaking of ability, Boogs, in this match, not only does he overshadow Nakamura during his entrance and all of his title run, but now he's doing better stuff than him in, in the ring as well. The power of Boogs! Yeah. Um, Hang on, Gorilla Press thing. Yeah, just... just oh. Yeah, he is, he is good. He's, I don't think he's better than Nakamura. Come on, come on now, guys. Come on. <laughs> you don't think he's better than Nakamura? It's not a high hurdle to jump over. Oh, like current Nakamura, not just like ever. Oh, yeah, not like oh, no, not, not 2014 Nakamura, no. Fair enough, then. Not Michael Jackson Nakamura, no. Or whatever he was going for back then. One of the Young Bucks? Yeah, Michael Jackson drip. did like the Young Bucks. That's what we've heard. <laughs> Charlotte Flair arrives to reveal a surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble match. Herself. Oh, that was annoying. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's, she's a heel, so, the... you know. Yeah. She's in with the by Naomi, who wants a title match right now. So Charlotte mocks Naomi, who slaps her. They have a match with, uh, with Charlotte wins, but they do the... Uh, is it fully loaded, 98? I believe so. The, oh no! Man. This isn't it. You can't. It's a no DQ match. It's a no count out. Oh right. Oh yeah, right. something like that. Yeah. 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 
you know, I've just... seen it at least a hundred times. Uh, yeah. And then afterwards, Sonia Deville announces Naomi as the loser. Yeah, Sonia Deville is now doing Eva Marie's thing or Dewdrop's thing. The loser, Eva Marie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Mm. I thought it was a load of bollocks how they announced everybody for this Rumble match. Yeah. Imagine how... What's wrong with surprises these days? I'm sure there'll be a reason because there's some sort of sponsor wants it or TV deal or whatever, load of bollocks. Uh, but what, surprises is what make wrestling fantastic for a Rumble match especially. Why change that? Load of nonsense. Well, it's all right, Ross, as the these pay-per-view specials or super shows or premium live events or whatever have are proven. There's a lot of people who watch every show and then watch the main bit. And there's a lot of people who just watch those big shows. So it will be a surprise for a lot of the people watching, even though they have announced them on TV already. <laughs> yeah. God, they treat us they treat us the bread and butter with such disdain, don't they? Yeah. And rightfully so. <laughs> but I, I do quite like them putting out the possibility of Charlotte Flair winning and then picking her opponent. I know that some people won't like it. I mean, a lot of people won't like it because everyone hates Charlotte Flair. But I think it's a nice, it'd be a nice change. People vying for Charlotte Flair's affections to have that WrestleMania match with her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want that. But I, it would be a, it would be unique, though, definitely. It's fair Remember enough. Remember they did the Women's Royal Rumble of 2019, and Charlotte was the only one who got a promo builded up to it. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's happening, is it? And then she won. I was like, wow, who'd have thought? Wait. Of all did the things. Well, the one that she won, they hadn't announced properly. Right. I guess everyone just assumed who was doing it. She was the only one who got a probe. I remember so vividly. She got one probe about Mike. Oh, there is one. And then she would. Who's won? <laughs> who's won the women's rumbles? Asuka? Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte, Becky, Bianca. Is that is there been four? Yeah. Just four. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. No. As for the match, though, I thought it was lovely. Seeing Naomi getting yes. so much offense in against Charlotte Flair. Uh, the blockbuster on the floor was gnarly AF, as the kids might say. But once again, we're sat here seeing Sonya getting involved and then wondering what's Sonya's problem. Still don't huh. know. Still want to know. It's not going to be explained now. We're not going to get it. No. It's just happening. Backstage, Adam Pearce tells Sonya that he's going to pick Roman Reigns' Rumble opponent tonight. They walk off to talk at our. In the meantime, it's time for Happy Talk with Happy Corbin. Are we all happy heads? Are we little happy heads? I'm That's what we called as fans. The little happy heads. <laughs> We're all little happy heads, aren't we? Yeah. Absolutely. Paul Heyman doesn't have a little happy head. He has Oh a my god. No. Uh, his no. guest this week is Drew McIntyre, which turns out to be Mad Cat Moss in disguise. They mock <laughs> Drew's injury before wing attack match against the Viking Raiders. Good what do they do? Uh, the famous Scottish people, Matthew. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they've got beers. Defending their fellow yeah. Scott. Yeah. I did like that. This was all rubbish, but the bit where I got lost. <laughs> no, wait, it's actually me. He takes off the neck brace. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Can I just say, I, why I, do they I, make that man wear a shirt? Because he looks like he looks like Evan Courageous, but bigger. <laughs> I'd be, I, if I that's spent the compliment all, you want, really. If I spent all the... Oh, Evan Courageous had a flawless physique. Wow! But it's just and like, he, he was sucked that in the ring. He was just a little man. Um, but if I had spent all that time building that body, and then they said to me, you're going to have to wear a white shirt or whatever colour shirt he wears, a stripy blue shirt, I'd tell it again, yeah, go away. Huh? Let I've me just get Googled me Evan Courageous there. Wow. I forgot yeah. that he was so chiselled. Everybody three count one, two, three. Dancing do the new monkey? I don't know. I know. I like Backstreet Boys. 
instinct to oh, yeah. Britney yeah. Spears yeah. is kind of cute. Tank Abbott dancing. Behind the decks, yeah. <laughs> That's a green circle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, backstage, Seamus says he doesn't care about Drew's injury, but he does care about Ridge Holland. He was hurt at day one. To take his mind off it, Seamus says he's entering the Rumble. This Aww. is the way that Rumble entrance should be announced. By them announcing it backstage like this. The classic way. No qualifying matches. That's a little bollocks. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about this, though, while watching this promo from Seamus, but it's lovely that Ridge got the injury when he did so, because now he can go back home and watch Seamus win Rumble in pub. <laughs> the lads, yeah. No, the lads? He's at home recovering. He's just on a. They've got his own little bed in the pub in the main bit with a drip. He's just bathing his nose in a pint of tetlers. Oh, no. At the bar with his nose just soaking. No, he'd drink Yorkshire room. tea. Or Tetley's Lager. Yeah, Tetley's Lager, isn't it? Sorry, sorry. Is it Tetley's? It is Tetley's, isn't it? They do a lager, don't they? Yeah, they do a lager beer. Yeah, but you have to yeah. put out Tetley's Lager, because, you know. Just in case it's bollocks, let's go for Boddington's. I imagine lots of people want to drink Boddington's. Adam Pearce enters Rumble's locker room to tell him his Rumble opponent, but Reigns tells him to sod off because he's about to watch the Usos take on the New Day in a street fight. And this match happens. It's announced as the last one for a while, just for the best. The New Day try to use medieval armour to their advantage, but the Usos win with a 3D, uh, big fan, a 1D. A 1D. Table one table and done. Yeah. Oh, is that the new thing? Is that Pat's yeah. new thing? Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, it was almost like it was in the room. And he's Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was a fun match, a good match, but it's like, okay, cool. Love you guys. You always knock out the park, but okay. Any Next. news on what the Dudleys think of them using the 3D? Bully Ray probably has heat. How dare they steal my move? Yeah, heat probably. with me. <laughs> In my day. <laughs> um, they did. The Usos did promise before the match that this would be the end of the feud, uh, but I don't believe them, quite frankly. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't know what's giving me that impression. But uh, I thought, yeah, the match was fun. I was expecting more stuff with it being a street fight, but it was just that little bit outside the ring. The stuff with the armor was the highlight where the, the, the super kicked Xavier, King Xavier, in the face, but didn't register because he had a helmet on. That was good. Paul Heyman's got a helmet. helmet. Uh... Didn't have Paul Hellman. Paul Hellman. Hellman's mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Semen. But I thought it was great. <laughs> Seaman, I thought it was, that was great. Back in Roman's locker room, somebody <laughs> knocks on the door to the rhythm of the Shield theme. He tells them to come in, and it's Seth Rollins. Ah, he laughs. Yes, yeah. he went all it. that way just to go. <laughs> then he went home again. <laughs> now, presumably, they discussed the situation <laughs> off camera. Um, no, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think they did because no. oh, that's what he revealed it, didn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. But it, yeah. when AJ Styles speaks about the little things of professional wrestling, that's what he's speaking about. The I don't know if that's picking up. The Shield theme, yeah. yeah. Knock, knock. knock, 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 knock. I thought it was a yeah. lovely touch, and um, just hope Rollins is all right once Reigns destroys him in seconds. But no, it will be a good. It'll be they'll have time to develop the match, won't they? But he's not going to need a kind health chance. Sorry, Jack. Hopefully tonight on SmackDown we find out why Adam Pearce and Seth Rollins have been 
verbally canoodling behind the scenes to give the Raw superstar Seth Rollins a shot at the SmackDown title because that needs explained. It will get explained. <laughs> I know that. Ro- well, we'll get onto it later. But he didn't. He, he sort of gave an explanation, but didn't. But we need to fi- like find out from Adam Pearce himself. Hopefully, Sonya holds him to task on this one. Or maybe it was down to Sonya. Who knows? God, the I possibilities are endless. Yeah. I don't think we'll find it. I'm not optimistic, I've got to say. But I am looking forward to Seth hopefully using that as part of his act and comes out and laughs in sync with the Shield thing. <laughs> 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 I'm looking yeah. forward to the match as well. Yeah, I think it's I good. Guess... I think... What do you mean, Matthew? Rollins never loses, Matthew. This is the most Jeopardy the Tribal Chiefs Universal title has been in. <laughs> He's got his number. He's the Marley to his Tunisia. <laughs> He's the Stephen Fry to his credit card. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just firing all cylinders. He's the mango to his chutney. AW <sighs> Rampage. Adam Cole takes on newcomer Jake Atlas. Cole He's wins. A- but fortunately, Atlas gets legitimately injured in the match. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember Jake time. Atlas being so thick with two C's at the end when he was in NXT. Yeah, he's looking he's small. Boy. He is. It's probably not the best choice of word to use when talking about AEW, but he is looking small. Medium yeah. small. Oh. <laughs> um, but it's such a shame for him because it was his first match, big opponent, and yeah, hopefully he's not out for too long. I can't remember if has there been news on how long he might be out for. No. I think so. Yeah. No. It was a good match. I tell you, I don't know if it was just me, but I was watching this match thinking, looking at the standoffs and the certain kicking spots and whatnot. I was just thinking, this is like a takeover match, this. NXT. NXT. Yeah. Go on, the NXT. He's taking the spirit <laughs> oh, of the black and gold brand with him. Yeah. Yeah, Excalibur did same country. Well, they have wrestled each other. Uh, they've been in other companies before. Someone in a cage match and went, what, PWG or some social? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, NXT, right. Oh, right. I didn't really associate that with them. But yeah, they... Jake Atlas never got a chance at NXT. Uh, no. no. Except no, when they put, was... on that, they put on that lovely poster that's like, they're really celebrating yeah. the differences. Yeah. And then everyone on that poster was fired. <laughs> Two months later, wasn't it? They're all gone. It was incredible. Yeah. They did have a couple of highlights, though. The backstabber counter thingy where he's flying off the ropes. Fantastic. And then he did the high angle suplex bomb thing. I don't know what to call it, but that's a movie should add to his arsenal more in the future. High angle suplex bomb. He had him up like that, like a suplex, and he sort of brought him down like a power mm. bomb. It was whoa. Ooh. Only a okay. thick boy can pull that off. <laughs> Paul can. <laughs> Hook beats Aaron Solo with ease and also suplexes QT Marshall after the match. Still fully on board with this. Hook, 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 hook yeah. et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Everything's uh, so seamless with the guy. Mm. Even, his, even his fade into the top of his hair. I can't, I spent, this is what I spent my, most of my time doing watching this match, was trying to work out where the short bit ends and the long bit on top begins because I can't work it out. It's incredible. He looks like, Sonic, he looks like a Sonic the Hedgehog. He looks like Sonic the Hedgehog or a Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog character. Say that to his face, I dare you. He won't he's know who Sonic is. Get, he's too busy getting lap dances and stuff. <laughs> you know what? That was so weird to me because people were like, yeah, he's a real lad. Go to stuff. I'm like, what? Like, okay, fair enough. Then I didn't realize that was such a crazy thing. But also, it's like, why would you record someone of that? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. weird for hit. That is whoever record that video is a weirdo. Look <laughs> yeah. at that guy, you're like, get this stuff. I'm like, oh, cheers, Paul. Cheers. Let him live his life for oh, goodness no. sake. Yeah. He's trying. Well, yeah, he definitely was living it then. 
Living uh, La Vida Loca. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter take on Rio in Ruby Ruby, Ruby Soho. That's her name. Thank you for clipping that bit. Where I got the name <laughs> last week as well. Hayter loses the match, getting rolled up by Rio, and possibly causing more tension between herself and Britt. Oh, oh, we'll find out th- very soon after because it was Clash of Champions, uh, Battle of the Belt. Sorry, as well. Yeah. I would go as far as to say I hated the finish to this matchup as a wow. massive fan of as a massive fan of Jamie Hayter. Because a lot is made about Riho's weight, right, in the professional wrestler. Mostly by Jim Ross, I concede. But, like, it's always, like, mentioned how small she is. And she's pinning down Jamie Hayter. Come on! No! Was it not through techers and intelligence rather than strength? Maybe. Okay. I would accept that as, <laughs> I would ex- I would accept that as, a, as a logical response. But I like to think power always overpowers technique, if that makes any sense. Uh, I get you. You know what I mean? I do, sadly. Eddie Kingston teams up with Santana on Ortiz to face Daniel Garcia in 2.0 in a street fight. But they start fighting anyway during Mark Henry's pre-match interview. Yeah, I like that bit. Eddie Kingston always has these nice little bits with promos where he's just like, no, no, I'm not going to try here for promo. This should do the match. Uh, the good guys win, but Garcia in 2.0 duct tape. Woo. Eddie to the rope afterwards. And Jericho <laughs> makes the save. I'm very sorry for going woo woo after reading duct tape. That just like instantly the, yeah. in my head, and I couldn't <laughs> ding, stop it. Ding, 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 ding. Life is like <laughs> Paul Heyman's like knob. No, it is re big. <laughs> I didn't know what to make of this matchup, lads. It was it was a thing that happened. It was very AEW big silly bollocks match, wasn't it? But the, the only highlight I wrote down was the bit where Ortiz saved. Santana from the corner, like he was going to hit the corner like Bret Hart, I think, in the tits. And he saved him from it and then sort of dragged him backwards into a roll through cutter. That mm. was liquid. Liquid Tell wrestling. What, on, that, on that point, AEW was in for some criticism this week. Also for what happened on Dynamite with a few booking decisions here and there as well. Because oh, it's, it's not immune to criticism, obviously, and it shouldn't be. Um, but one interesting one that went under the radar, that one interesting opinion that I saw was from... Um, Mr. Hall from 411 Mania, who wrote that he couldn't enjoy this match, even though it was good, because it they've had quite a few like randomly wild street fights recently. I agree and, with like, that. With not enough build to justify the, the payoff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, hey, here's another hardcore brawl. It's like, we've just had one of these. Especially when mm, they had so. a promo package as well with the bunny's face all over it, I think, just before the match started, maybe. Yeah. I can't remember where it happened in the show, but like that was fresh in the mind, and you're thinking, oh, this isn't quite as good, but it's it's pretty much the same, but not really. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that actually segs, unless there's any other thoughts there, onto Battle of the Belts. Oh, also, just before we move on, Daniel Garcia is like the... the Who is it who's popping up on all three brands now, and we said, is he the new Nia Jax? Because Daniel Garcia is AEW's Nia Jax. He's absolutely everywhere. I don't he mind. Is. He's good, but he's he's everywhere. Who is the new? Who are we saying is the new Nia Jackson WWE? Because they're on all the brands. Uh, oh, it's Grayson Waller. It's Grayson Waller. Oh, oh god. Oh god. And that I was. was and we'll get we'll get onto that as well. Oh, we don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> AW Battle of the Belts. So called Battle of the Belts because there's three titles on the line. Uh oh, Cody Rhodes is absent. Yeah. Because he's got COVID. Another bad booking decision from AW. So that means that Dustin Rhodes took on Sammy Guevara in his absence for the interim TNT title. Or was it a, a happy accident? Because Dustin Rhodes is still brilliant. See, Dustin Rhodes is very impressive. What he does it defies logic, really, considering all the stuff he's done with his body and he's 
90 years in his career and all that stuff, and him doing Canadian Destroyers off the apron through a table. It still was like, okay, sorry, Cody's not here. Here's just most doing this. Oh, I'm going to win anyway. To me, it's almost... I'm putting this. See if I can put this eloquent. Come on, Matthew, you've got three seconds. Dustin is doing a lot of work, but a lot of what he did didn't really help the match. Okay. Because what's the point in doing all that cool stuff if then Simon's going to get in and just give you, just pin him anyway? Keep him strong, brother, brother. <laughs> Keep gold, Dustin Rhodes strong. Yeah. I wanted, I really wanted him to win because I wanted them to do a rematch, but I don't know if they should ever do a rematch because it, it won't be as good as the first Cody versus Dustin, I suppose. No. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I really enjoyed the start where Dustin was like, he did. I think he did one sort of <coughs> run off the ropes. And he would, excuse me, I burped on the podcast. I am oh. a terrible person. Just, just, just. To, to treat every, for everyone there listening. <laughs> um, but the way he was like sort of bent over and, and blown out of his ass after one sort of run across the ring. And then he started oh, yeah, wrestling. Nice. He started wrestling like a, a, a millennial twink on speed. It was, I thought it was a, a lovely progression and a lovely journey through the matchup. And I I sort of get what you're saying, Matthew, but it is just like, it's just impressive seeing, yeah, Goldust doing all that stuff here in the year 2022. I can see why he does it. Just to go, oh yeah, I can. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that, but it's kind of like, all right, cool. Sammy wins the interim and then Daniel Garcia goes, I want a match. I'm not enough shows this week. He goes, all right, Daniel, you're on the next show as well. Don't worry. The biggest shock of the week though for me in the entire world of professional wrestling was Daniel Garcia's jeans. Now, I'm no fashion fashionista, uh, but those jeans, they belong on a mother, don't they? <laughs> Where's on he a from mother, in America? not a millennial twink on speed, you mean? <laughs> I'm going f- to find out where in America he's from, because that that could, if he's from like a rural bit of town, maybe it's cool there, I don't know. A rural bit of town? He's from well, the a rural wrong bit of side of the track. Mean yeah, that's Greenwich, I mean. Connecticut. Yeah. Daniel Garcia. Oh, he was trained by the Blade. That's that's interesting. Can't find out. Oh, he's from Buffalo. Okay. And New York. Maybe... Yeah. Oh. Upstate. Not that rural is it? Upstate, but no. Oh. He must cool. like the chicken wings. Yes, absolutely. Buffalo sauce. Is that where that comes from, or does it come from the buffalo? <laughs> the, the, the milk buffaloes. <laughs> <laughs> and the soldiers they have there. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky Starks beats Matt Seidel to retain the FTW Championship. Ian Powerhouse Hobbs beats Seidel down after the match. Then Lee Moriarty runs out for the save, but gets laid out too. So Dante Martin runs down to help clear the ring. Further infuriating Taz, who goes, damn it, we're still speaking to our lawyers, how he was able to join us, then leave immediately afterwards. Yeah. Just... Sorry, Jack, go on. Should Dante Martin be able to clear the ring with Powerhouse Hobbs in there? I don't know. Uh yeah, it's fine. Uh, but sorry, Ross, go on. On the, on the surface of things, I was going to say, like, Starks versus Seidel and how back and forth it was, it was, like, you'd think, oh, it's pretty much par for the course. Two fantastic wrestlers who can do a lot of impressive things. But this match was tainted for me because I did a lot of research because me and Jack did an, an AEW sort of yearly review for the uh, for the roster. And I saw, I saw that Matt Seidel lost every single match he had apart from one on Dynamite and Rampage in the era 2021. So I was watching this back and forth match. I'm thinking, he's lost all of his matches apart from one on the two big shows last year. This isn't a good look for Ricky Starks, but maybe that was just me. Mm. Yeah, it didn't help that on a, yeah on the little build-up or the little videos they show. It was like, here's Matt Seidel. He's been on a hot streak recently, and they showed the wins he had in June. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember wow. going through... 
in that video, I, I wrote down like all of the because he, he didn't have too many rampage and dynamite matches last year, and I wrote them all down. And it was like he lost, he lost, he lost. He got one win, then he lost, and he lost, and he lost, and he lost. I'm thinking, I thought wins and losses mattered more in AEW, but there's mm. we have Ricky Starks struggling against this loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I like both these dudes, but this was just a match. The crowd were still recovering from. The, the crazy stuff of the first match. The FTW titles had no build at all. The Dante Martin versus Taz things build up more. This was just a little match on a little show. Yeah. Wow. How did they fix that title? Because that it, it, obviously it's just there with Ricky Starks, but there's no effort put into it, is there? Right. I think all you need to do is have a non-member of Team Taz win it and then Team Taz a few and try and get it back. And that, that'll, you know, that'll make it a bit more relevant. That'll do. Yeah. I'll help us remember that Brian Cage was never here. Uh, <laughs> and in the main event, Britt Baker defends her title against Rio. Despite continued tension with Jamie Hayter, she manages to retain. And Hayter and Rebel argue over who gets to hand Britt the belt. So, yet, yeah, just another match to serve the continuing storyline. It was a weird like little journey. Just had. A weird little journey for Jamie Hayter because when Britt, I think Britt, or was it Rebel, gave her the belt at the start of the match? She just threw it on the floor in disgust. And then by the end, she was hugging, hugging Britt Baker. So I, who knows? Who knows, who knows? what's going on? But hopefully she, 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 she turns on Britt Baker and just flattens her and beats her for the title. Ooh, I've seen a lot of people speculating that Thunder Rosa could be the next champion. Yeah, that's the only other name, isn't it? There's nobody else really up there on no, that level. Uh, I, can't I hope they don't do Hater just do. yet because they're also doing this exact same thing with MJF and Wardlow. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe they've got further to go with, but the Jamie Hayter stuff's more frequent, isn't it? Like Wardlow and MJF would fall out once every couple of months, but this with these two, it's like every week. With these two p- p- bloody women, and I'm joking. I sh- oh, what am I doing? <laughs> what? That's I what I was about to say. Like, I was like, you know what they're like. I mean, I was going, no. What are you saying, Jack? <laughs> Oh, for God's sake. That was Bobby. Jack providing a commentary on, on men writing professional wrestling stories for women. Thank you. Yes. Jack playing the role of Jack. It wasn't Jack. the actual thoughts. No, it wasn't that, Matthew. It wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Who does write? Who, is it still Kenny Omega who's like the top the top dirk in the, the sort of behind the scenes of the women's roster? I don't know, actually. No, he's too busy on Twitter. What, hap- what happened there? Because I missed all You know what? No, I just, no I'm all right, a dick there. I apologise. We'll move on. I just saw uh, his name trending, and then I was like, why people... A lot of people were saying, why are people having a go at Kenny Omega? And I didn't bother to look anymore because I couldn't right. be asked. People need to realise, doesn't matter if you're a wrestler, a content creator, or just some guy with a dog, whatever you want to be on Twitter. It's You can't get in an argument with people on Twitter. It's like the old adage of you don't get into a fight with a pig because it likes to fight in the mud no, mess it up. Likes to. Uh, it's like an old adage of fighting a pig. You don't fight the pigs, so it'll bring you down to the level of fighting in the mud, and it loves the mud. Uh, that's it. There we go. That's it. <laughs> Terrible, Matthew. By the way. Oh, uh, lads. Australia have cancelled Novak Djokovic's visa again. It ha- we have had an update on the situation. Oh, yeah. Wow. Sorry, we looked at this before the podcast. Yeah. Oh, was this. No, that was June. That was on air, wasn't it? No, we, we had a look before, but no worries. No, but thank you for that breaking news. Damn it! Sorry. <laughs> I appreciate that. So you were talking. You were, giving you were helping ex- me out. You, you were bailing me very... out because I was going. Wait, how do they? Just don't fight a pig on Twitter, all right? 
Um, I get you were giving very sage advice, and I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no, I was, I was going nowhere. Thank you, pal. What happened to Kenny Omega? That's what I want to no. know. No. <laughs> Forget about your pigs. I just want to know what happened to Kenny Omega. Well, people will be. He responded to people too. going, "Boo, yeah. you suck!" And uh, here's my opinions on you. And because you wrestled that kid one time in Japan and all this. All right. And then some people. You, you be... look like a a bit of a an aunt. And, uh, and then he would reply, well, you look like a guy who looks and like a nut. Just like, just... Everyone sucks here. Stop it. Stop just it. Be, just be quiet, Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone looks yeah. terrible here. This is why you don't get into fights with people because they say pigs you won't. Mud. Tom likes to do it. Tom likes to raise these people up. Oh, here level. we go. Right. And sometimes Matthew he does it. On Tom's tw- okay. you know, sometimes he does it, but I keep on telling Tom, I love him to death. Tom, it's great that you do that. You, you look after your image a lot more than a lot of people. That's fantastic but you can't focus on every battle. Like AEW, you can't focus on your win-loss record. Because <laughs> uh, you're just, you're just going to you're just gonna focus on the losses. It's going to do your head in. Mental think, health is something we should all be taking a lot of pride in. I Am think, I right, Ross? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I say this to Tom. Like When I see it happen on, when we're in the office together, which hasn't been for a, a while, but like I just say, like just ignore them. Like, But he's, he always says, like, oh, people shouldn't get away with, with saying bad things. Well, I, I do agree with that. But I always think, like, when you when you respond, because we all get it, um, but we just some of us choose not to respond to it, and it just it seems yeah. to just die down quicker because you're giving them what they want if you respond. Exactly. That's what I yeah. think. Yeah, I've never, I've never. It took me a few years to realize, but I've never responded and felt better because of it and gone like, yeah. oh, yeah, I showed them. You just think, ah, oh, like that's not it's not helped anything. Um, yeah. But with Tom, I think part of what he's doing is trying to um, not let make get away people, with it. Well, make people realize, not even necessarily the people who've said it, but people who follow him and stuff, realize that, you know, if you if you say something quite nasty to a person you, you've just seen on a screen, it's quite easy to forget that they're a real person. I think what he's trying to do is, like, remind people, which I understand, and like, I totally understand why he does it, but sometimes there's just too many people out there, you know? Like, sometimes you just, you're never going to change, like, I don't know. I get. I right. get what he's doing, though. I get what he's doing. Yeah, love yeah. them all to death. But let's just say some sage advice from someone who's been doing this for a while. For anybody uh-huh. out there, uh, if you worry about all the people that don't agree with you, you're not gonna have enough time in the day to worry about the people who do care about you. All right. Mm. Uh, Monday Night Raw, Lesnar and Heyman make their entrance to open the show with Lashley and MVP watching on from the gorilla position. Oh no! Sheldon Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, ask Bobby, "Hey, how can we help?" And he tells them that he works alone. And breaks up the hurt business again. What was the point I, in that? I, I gasped. Why? Was this, to, I guess, I guess, to find the reason for it was to set up the end of the segment. So yeah, it had some that's sort of so, rhyme or reason. But that's but, so short term. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is oh. this is this is the World Wrestling Federation. Was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this, they definitely did reunite. That definitely did happen. Everyone saw it, and we didn't yeah. forget about it. And they did forget about it. I think. And now they've just sort of like, they've gone, oh my God, <coughs> oh, let's just do that there quickly. Um, that was a load of bollocks. But before before that segment took place, do you see the opening promo package for this week's Raw? No. Nah, no, skip them. Very interesting, because they made Bobby Lashley's um, stuff on last week's Raw. They painted him as the biggest baby face since, oh. since Daniel Bryan. They had him doing this stuff in the ring, then they cut away to sort of big crowd pops and whatnot, sort of setting him up with this, as this big baby face. And obviously, as we'll get on to now, that didn't quite translate to this week's crowd. Not at maybe, all. Maybe they were well, good yeah, at him face and then changed their mind. Yeah. yeah, he's not being a face. In no. Almost last time he was face. against Sami Zayn. 
have they just ago. accidentally gone like, well, he's gonna he's facing Lesnar. He must be the he must be the face, and then they've realised, ah, oh, no, Lesnar's Lesnar's the face. I yeah, Brock's been That's as so nice weird. as Brock has ever has been in, in wrestling over the last couple of months. He's pay, paid yeah. his million dollar fine for goodness' sake. He worked a few dates over Christmas. What more do you want from Brock? Oh, hang on. Someone's <laughs> someone. Oh no, wait! I think that's already. I've already. Re- that's part of a different show, but we're going to talk about it. It reminded me of another angle that's going on. But yeah. So in the ring, Heyman introduces Lesnar, but interrupted by Lashley and MVP. Lashley accuses Brock of avoiding him for the last twenty years, but Brock says he didn't know who Lashley was until he met him at day one to other week. <laughs> Lesnar calls Lashley a Brock Lesnar wannabe. And leaves. Then Cedric and Shelton try to ambush Bobby, so he beats them up bravely, like a brave baby-faced Bobby that he is. But yeah. before that, Brock does it in a bit of comedy. Oh God! He hey, did, he Paul, did, he did. what's that? My tribal chief? No, no, the other one. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, the next big thing. Uh, knock, knock. <laughs> Crowd, who's there? Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley, who? Exactly. Hey. It's one of those old jokes that's always funny. But when it's Brock Lesnar, you feel obliged to laugh because he's terrifying. Yeah. He had a couple of zingers in this promo. He was like, uh, it's an honour for me to be in the ring with with me after Bobby said it was an honour for him to be in the (laughs) ring with Brock. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. Bobby Lashley's never going to out-babyface Brock Lesnar when this Brock Lesnar is the Brock Lesnar we're seeing. Yeah, That's my thoughts on it. Yeah. I also like Bobby Lashley's turtleneck. It's a good look. Maybe that's that's the babyface turtleneck's out. That's how he always... Fantastic clothes, doesn't he, Bobby? Oh. And he pulls them off. Maybe if we're lucky. Backstage, <laughs> Randy Orton writes notes on Riddle's hands, introducing him to make the tag in their Or instructing match. him. Yes, instructing him, because Riddle forgot last time. And that's why... No, that's not right. He didn't have a tag match, did he? But whatever. He just like, wants, just he so Riddle to... doesn't forget to tag in Randy. He wants him to tag him in more, yeah. Yeah. Riddle's more concerned about where to go for cheesesteaks afterwards, because he's high and an idiot. Part of the uh, show. He's in Philadelphia. What? What, what, yeah. what more? Jordan yeah, and he made him go. He made Randy go. Hey, so uh, Randy, Randy, pick between them. Pick between them. And he said it really quickly. The his entrance. You can hear that. Yay, boo! From because it's of... not really a, a Newcastle equivalent, is it? Because it's just what's your favourite? Te- Greg's. Yeah. Yeah. Greg's, isn't it? Like, yeah, but we, yeah, but which Greg's is the best one to go? Which to Greg's? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the one. The one just above <laughs> the big market, isn't it? That's the one. That's the mecca. Quite partial to the one on uh, Chillingham Road. That's pretty good. Nah, the one on Grey Street because it's tiny. So it's never See, we've all got different ones. and, that's and that's just Pathetic, shows. isn't it? Yeah. Pathetic. <laughs> but um, this show made me sad in a way because it was in, they were getting silly up in Philly, as I think Roman Reigns once said. Someone <laughs> said that once. Do you remember when he was being a babyface and everyone booed him? I think he might have gone, we're getting silly. That was the exact silly. moment they turned against him. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, we were getting silly up in Philly. And, and Philadelphia is one of those cities that has such a wrestling legacy behind it. And a specific one as well, like hardcore and ECW and everything. And now WWE have made it the place where cheesesteaks are. I'm just sad. <laughs> I know funny, I know that it is. I know that's where I know it's famous for cheesesteaks as well, yeah. but in wrestling that's not what Philadelphia is, you know? So sad. if Madcap Moss was feuding with a guy from Philly, like a riddle, would he come out dressed as a cheesesteak? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the neck brace. Um, um, if you'd suggested that last week, I wouldn't have bet against it happening. He takes the takes the cheesesteak off. It's, it's, it's me! Anyway, don't let the cheesesteaks... By the way, I've had I've had one of those famous Philly cheesesteaks. I can see why people rave about them. But, really? For in, in Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah, and it's the one 
around the corner Ooh. from the arena as well. Nice. And it was exactly like every uh, parody you've seen of like, hey, what do you want? Hey, come on. Hey. That's good. <laughs> hurry That's up, good. hurry up. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Love that one. <laughs> Right, they lose to the Alpha Academy, who become the new tag team champions, which I'm hyped for. I Whoa. thought that they'd forgotten about the Alpha Academy thing, uh, just to do that weird Street Profits match with that one band that came up with them, and it was just like, well, it's day one, whatever. Um, and they forgot about this little few that they're doing. They haven't forgotten about it, and Alpha Academy have beaten them. The tag S- titles. Since Vince, as Ross pointed out, said that Otis was very, very damn impressive for what Otis Yeah. Since he said that, they just started winning at an incredible race. Like, oh, yeah. this was pinning Riddle in two minutes and stuff. Yeah. But I'm pleased for them. And I didn't realise if you looked on their Instagram, they've been friends for years and years and years. Did they did the amateur wrestling together, didn't they? I didn't realise that this was going to sound bad. I didn't realise that Otis was at a similar level to Gable at the amateur wrestling. Because Gable's like elite level, isn't he? He's like very, very good. But Different, different very... weight classes. Oh, yeah, that, that too. <laughs> how, how could you not tell when one man's gimmick yeah. is, I'm really good at the graps, and if one's gimmick is, duck, <laughs> They kept calling him a tree on this week's roll. Tree? Stop calling him a tree, for goodness sake. He's, he's a not real the boy. Most, he's not the most tree-like. You'd call, like, Omos a tree. Because <laughs> he's so tall. He's like one of those tra- the... tree beard from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Otis a tree, tree. Just an actual tree. <laughs> Speaking about their Instagram, though, I think it was on uh, Chad's Instagram this week. The, the, he was posting how they were doing RKO-specific training ahead of this matchup. Oh. And once again, that's what AJ Styles is speaking about when he's about the little things. They're doing, like, neck mm-hmm. exercises and whatnot. But um, I guess going forward from here, it depends how stupid of a boy uh, Matt, uh, sorry, Riddle is. Because uh, obviously he tagged in Randy for this matchup, and Randy ate the pin. So Randy's given him advice, and the advice has gone wrong. So the question is, is Riddle stupid enough, stupid enough to realise this? And will he R- do something about it? Riddle can be a heel, but I don't think he'll, he'll work in WWE's environment because wasn't he a heel and involved for a bit? And he, put, he was all cocky MMA man and stuff. It was similar to his face stuff, but like with a more brutal edge. But I don't know if they could do that in, w, in the PG WWE era. They probably could, but I don't know if they will. Do you think he'll turn heel is what I'm saying, sorry, in a long-winded way? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no way Randy can turn heel. He's at Randy the point now turn. where it's Randy like, now nah, you're getting heel. cheered no matter what, mate. He would have to do something disastrous too, Riddle, to turn heel these days, I reckon. Cheesesteak's stuck. Oh, you goddamn it. Cheesesteak's <laughs> <It's stuck. laughs> all stuck. Cheesesteak's stuck. I, I just completely... <laughs> I really, I'm really hungry. Awful, it's not man. helping. Like, I'm really... I morning, hate doing morning, waking morning. up in the morning doing these because my brain's just like, I'm in bed, mate. You can do the podcast. I'm having a uh, Well, we used to do them on a Thursday afternoon. Yeah, we do them report. on a Friday morning because of you, Matthew. Because of you. And I've said we could do the Thursday afternoon every week and you go, no, no you, you like haven't. doing them. No, you haven't. I've told you. I told you this last year. When? Oh, now what? you'll hear us. See, I've got a video proof. I've got you in 4K. This yeah, is the first time hearing of it. I'd I love to do Thursday afternoon. I told you. I would love to I do Thursday as well. Bastards. It would also Leave this in. It would also make Ch- like Tubman's life easier. Yeah, because Tubman's got such a rush to get. Oh, this now you're hearing us. Good. I said this at, at least two months ago. I no one heard us. In what? the chat. In the chat. I'll print screen it probably Twitter. No, Go find it now. No, no, Go find it now. No. Go on, I will. What Matthew <laughs> said. wrestling. We make this a five-hour sure. podcast. <laughs> I can't find it. I'm pretty sure that Matthew said that. Oh, lads, 
some weeks now. It wasn't every week. No, it I said I could do it. You didn't do it. Matthew, we'd be doing it on a Thursday now every week if you said that. Believe can me. Can we do it next week, Thursday? Yes. Yes. Get in. Yes, of course we can. Oh. Which means, as a disclaimer, oh. next Friday something terrible is going to happen in professional And every wrestling. Friday Good, from now yeah, on. The ter- terrible thing was I'll still be in bed. <laughs> oh, get in. Look at this domestic we're having on the pod. <laughs> Damien Priest announces he's entering the Rumble. Oh, who cares? He teams with Street Profits to take on Apollo Crews and those dirty dogs. Ziggler pins Dawkins to get a win on his team, which means that Ziggler's still getting a push, even though he just lost the mini feud with Damien or whatever. Any thoughts here? Um, Dawkins is a great hot tag. Yes, he is. Yes. He's getting mm. into a really good hot tag. Because we all know, I mean, I, I don't know. If we, I guess we all did join in on the sort of like, oh, Montez is the star of the team. Dawkins is also there, but Dawkins holds up his end of the bargain these days. I'm a I'm a fan of Dawkins these days. Yeah, I think so as well. He's not like he's not as naturally good at wrestling as Ford, but he's still very very good. Um, are they going to be? Do you think the profits are going to be the ones built up to take on Alpha Academy for the belts? Haven't we just seen them do it? Did we? We saw it on SmackDown a lot, oh, didn't we? At the start it. of the year. Yeah, yeah. But that did. doesn't matter. I don't know. Just I was just saying, just in case we had seen it a lot of times before. Mm, maybe not that it matters it doesn't matter they'll do it they'll do rematches until the cows come home yeah until the buffaloes milk their sauce mm. and then go for a fight on the battlefield with the other soldiers <laughs> Seth Rollins arrives to gloat about his title shot and says he always beats Roman it says here he does he, he does last time the ma- last match they had was uh, when was it Seth last year Seth's beating him in two very high-profile matches that I can think of. I thought they had a match last year. I've been done. Um, Rollins kept on like he'd like when Roman beat Cesaro, Rollins would run in and beat down Cesaro, and it seemed like yeah. they were heading towards one. But I don't think they ever. Oh, we didn't did. get it, did we? I oh, don't yeah, think you're so. Right. Okay, no. my mistake. Rollins has beaten him at WrestleMania 31, and at and he, the bank, and when Roman mysteriously had to leave for a month or so <laughs> for 30 oh, days. Oh. Um, Smoke weed every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? so, anyway. so that was when he counted the spear into a pedigree oh oh I forgot about oh. that oh yes oh, good times you know what I'm excited for the match now thank you for the trip down memory lane mm. this is where Rollins said he would explain how he got the match and what he said was I took matters into my own hands okay okay that's, that's what he said <laughs> So now that's what I'm saying. We need to find out on SmackDown tonight why Sonya and Adam, those two scallywags, why they picked Rollins. I They're tied a damsel very... to the train tracks. <laughs> <laughs> They're just not very transparent, Sonya and Adam. Vince would in detail break down every evil decision he made and brag about it. But these two just... Uh... We'll just I'm sick it. of... We've got a non-transparent government in real life. I don't want to... Oh. <laughs> hey. Oh, that Jacob Rees-Mogg's got on my nerves this morning. Oh, really? Yes, he, he says the he says the inquiry needs to see if the lockdown restrictions were too severe when the parties took place. Oh, I would oh, slap I... you in the face, oh, you right. Tory prick. Yeah. Oh, burn them all. Do you think Boris is gone? Do you think he's gone? It's hard to tell. Of course he's, he's not. He's hung on to so much. Well, I know, but it's the leader of the Tory, the Scottish Tories has said he should go, which is quite big. He should, if he, he would have gone by now. <laughs> I Maybe. hope the Queen does something me. The Queen just asks, like, Drew, Drew McIntyre, can I borrow your sword? Drew, what? what? Cut his head off. Because they had a party <coughs> the, night, the night before Philip's funeral, didn't they? Oh, the yes, one. of course. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How could you do that to Liz? 
Hey. I know. Liz. I'm not the biggest royalist going. In fact, I couldn't give a toss about the royal family. But how could you do that to Liz? <laughs> Uh, Rhea Ripley and Nicky Ash. Big E came out. Oh, he, God, yeah. Big E had a match with Seth. Yeah. He came out saying he was... The thing he fantasizes about the most is walking out of Mania with the title, which is weird saying at the Rollins, because, of course, we all know the biggest thing Big E fantasizes about is Rollins' mother-in-law. Yeah. Is that a thing? Is that a Twitter thing? Do not remember when Big E used to fancy Becky Lynch's mom? Yeah. Oh, to... it would be mother... Oh, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course they're married they're now, aren't yeah. they? Are they married yeah, now no. or just engaged? I don't know. Who? Becky and Seth. I think they're married. I don't know. I think they're married, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It, did, did two wrestlers get married and no one interfered? No one tombstone <laughs> priest? Like, Eric Bischoff weird, was there. He had to be just lurking uh, in the background. He loves a wedding, doesn't he? She she refers to him as a husband, doesn't she? Boy, husband. I think she, oh, that was tapsing. <laughs> oh, horrible. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again. I'm Becky no. Lynch and I love to fight. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry to the entire nation of Ireland. Rhea Ripley and Nicky Ash are here for an interview. They have an announcement to make. You also say it. No, you used to say it. All right. Nicky says that they're officially challenging Selena and Carmella to a rematch. And Rhea says, no, no, no. That's not what we agreed. What? Ripley seems to want to break up the team. Nicky's like, no. Uh, they argue <laughs> and then agree. Okay, well, maybe we'll have a break. Okay. Okay, we'll stay friends though, right? Of course we will. Hug it out. That's nice. Then Nikki cheap shots Rhea and beats her down. And she says, almost superheroes don't need friends. Oh, did she say almost superheroes? Well, that's what she is. She's not a superhero. That's a trademark term. She's almost a superhero. which one she said, because now if she said superheroes though, she's... They have to radio edit that out. I know she said almost, She said almost superheroes. Go get that trademarking. <clears throat> almost superheroes don't need almost friends. Would have been a much better thing off the top. I liked one bit. What do I, I like one bit of this, to be fair. <laughs> the end. No. <laughs> All right, go on, Jack. The bit where Nikki was like, friends have to stick by each other, no matter what, even if one's better than the other one in the ring. And Rio was like, I've never said I'm better than you in the ring. And Nikki's yeah, like, yeah. I was talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> You that think I'm good. rubbish. It's like, yeah. yeah, that's, you are. I've won those oh, matches. You've lost mm. the singles matches. <laughs> that, that's that's the storyline. But uh, I don't know what, maybe I'm a bit optimistic about this. On the one hand, there's no tag teams in the women's tag team division. But on the plus side, I was sick of these two as a tag team anyway. So maybe, it, maybe it's a good thing. This is a WrestleMania feud, this potentially. Yeah. Nikki gets herself like, I'm going to toot my own horn here because on a pictures video a while ago, I was like, Nikki Ash needs to have something horrible happen to her and then like descend into this dark and disturbing anti-hero sort of thing. And I hope that's where they go with this gimmick now. Cause it's a, well, but it's a heel. villain, not anti-hero. Yeah, whatever yeah the almost brain. a super villain. Yeah, almost yeah. a super villain. Well, not, yeah. no. She's a proper super villain. Just spell super like super villain. Then avoid all the trademark bollocks. Yeah, get, um, the, chi- get the chimmel out. But this could be like shades of Sami Zayn's heel turn for me because obviously back in the back in day when Sami was the heart and the soul of NXT, we could never dream of him being a heel. But then Vince McMahon, that evil bastard, he saw Sami doing his dancing and thought, "My God, that could be an impressive heel." He said, "My God, that could be an impressive yeah. heel," and it worked oh, because the dancing can be construed as annoying. So Nikki Ash, A.S.H., she could be annoying in the same way Sami Zayn is as a heel. So it could go either way, either a dark villain or an annoying villain. You reminded me there when you said heart and soul of the Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali feud, where 
it was really good, and then they made it too obvious in the match by going heart, soul, and screaming heart. Who was the heart and the soul? I can't remember. I think I think I can't even remember which one was the heart, oh, and which one was the soul. You've just reminded me there what I was going to put in the Hall of Fame before Windows 11's noises. And that was, was that? Mustafa, Mustafa Ali's no-look sharpshooter, which was doing the rounds on Reddit this week. Did you see it? No. Oh. oh, he's doing the training with this lad in the ring, and he does this, like, he's facing the wrong way and then puts a sharpshooter on. Oh! Facing the wrong way. He's, like, facing the wrong way. He's, like, facing the way, and the guy's behind him. And he somehow twists it around and then puts a sharpshooter on in one, one swift motion. And wow. it's fantastic. On a person behind him? The person's on the floor. But yeah. like, he's facing that way, and the yeah. guy's here. Yeah. And he somehow twizzles him around and then puts him in a sharpshooter just in one. I can't even imagine that. I'll have to have a look oh, at it. Thank you. It's on Reddit somewhere. They should probably like do more with him in WWE. He's he is good. Quite, quite good at everything, isn't he? Yeah. Mr. Farley. Yeah. Which means he's not getting anywhere. <laughs> That's the Cesaro level of, wow, he's good. I'm like, yeah, we know. What he's better than, I'd say he's better than Cesaro, you know, because he's got, he's got the, the chops on the stick as well. Wow, I don't know if he's. Oh, I'd oh, say he so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a better promo than Cesaro. He is a better promo than Cesaro. He's more beautiful but... than Cesaro. They're both beautiful. Hang on. Well, I'm very, getting very, de- getting very defensive over Cesaro. <laughs> <laughs> Cesaro's got much finer nipples. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. All right. There we are. It's only it's only a six-one result so far. <laughs> We've got five more minutes left until the referee blows a whistle. So. Have we really? No, I'm not. I'm not standing for this. We've really just sat there and gone, "Yeah, Musa Ferrari is really way better than Cesaro." I don't think that's. Yes, I'm we not, have. That can't fly. I'm sorry. No, I, no, no. Objection! Objection! Like a certain tennis player, that won't fly. He's a better promo. I think they're both fantastic, but I think Ali's a better promo. Ali's a better promo. Yeah, yeah. But Cesaro's got that little cute smile that he does. See, like. Is his gum shield? Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, no, not the gum shield smile. <laughs> Backstage, Reggie has bought cheesecakes for himself. And, oh, for God's sake. Our truth arrives dressed as a bin cheesecakes. man. Cheesecakes. <laughs> and reveals that Tazawa is inside his wheelie bin. They try to attack, so Reggie and Dana throw the cheesecakes at him, at them, and run off. It's revealed quite hilariously that the cheesesteaks hit future world champion Tamina in the face on her birthday. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it really it really is disgusting. It? <laughs> it really is. It just I don't know why I support this company anymore or ever have done. She might get there one day. She's forty four now. <laughs> Is she actually? Is she forty-four? I've just plucked that number. Oh, no, oh right! I mean, bloody I, hell! I think you're not far off because she she is older than like she got into it. No, she is forty-four. Yeah, she's forty-four. Wow! I wish the happy birthday. What? I wish the happy birthday on Twitter this week, and she blanked me. Can't believe. Oh. It. She, she follows me on there. She it's, follows it's, me on there. Well, maybe she couldn't see because she had cheese yeah, steak in her eyes. Still, any, any signal in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, These segments are crap, aren't they? <laughs> rubbish. I like. Still it. doing them because I, I guess I they think, was... well, people like them. Like, people I like wonder if, I wonder how whether like Tazawa's confused about how his life's got to this point <laughs> because he went from being quite highly regarded in Japan to now like just once a week he gets in a bin or he disguise he hides in a bush. <laughs> has, he, has he lost concept of what wrestling is? Does he think he's in DDT? 
It's like one of those, uh, you know, in the Flintstones, you know, the animals is like doing things. Like they have a bird as a bin. Oh, like, like the Fred, dinosaur. Fred empty like a week's worth of bin juice into the bird, and the bird look at him and go, "Well, it's a living." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what. <laughs> Oh, God, if he does that next week. Fantastic. <laughs> Is it your birthday, Desawa? Open wide! <laughs> Reggie accidentally runs in Omos, who threatens him for next week. Omos heads the ring and has a match against Nick. Desert Storm Sanders. I just gave him that nickname. <laughs> oh, right. I was like, well, I missed that. <laughs> I just, I didn't know. I was quite bored when I wrote the raw section of this. And, uh... <laughs> That's a I was, I was, watching, I was watching Raw and I was like, oh, who's almost going to take on? They were like, Nick Sanders. I was like, oh, I'll give him a nickname. And so I've, I've, he's Desert Storm. Well now. done, mate. Well Thank done. Thank you. Because <laughs> I saw the word sand, I think. That's what happened. Edge is here to host the Cutting Edge. And introduces his guest, Beth Phoenix. He says they've won more oh. titles than any other couple in WWE history. I've not and included what Ross is wincing at, but I, I can't mention, we can mention it if you want. Is this when she tries it on with him? It's just, I felt like I was watching my own parents' sex. Yeah. Oh. She was like, flattery will get you everywhere. Down, <laughs> boy, down. I'm like, oh, oh, where, man, Beth? You didn't know what a stripper was in NXT. There you are, flirting wedge like that. God. Oh. On this day, I see clearly <laughs> your card. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Heyman, what are you doing here? You're speaking... <laughs> You speak about edgeheads well. I oh. gave edgeheads. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Ed shows a highlight video of Beth's accomplishments. No, not like that. But Ms. and Maurice enter. <laughs> with Ms. showing a video on behalf of Maurice. Edge and Beth say they respect Maurice, but Beth's going to destroy her at the Rumble. Ms. tries to hype Maurice up but she heads the back and leaves him alone on the stage. Maurice needs to get ahead in the game. She's not up for this. I think we're, we're building to the debut of Monroe Sky in a similar vein to that of Hook. <laughs> yeah, but Hook's Maurice like will my... be in the Taz role on commentary and Monroe Sky will come down and start suplexing <laughs> Beth Phoenix. <laughs> oh, you know, that sounds great. Yes. <laughs> How old are they? Are they in their 40s as well? Oh. <laughs> <sighs> I thought it was a fantastic, uh, uh, you know, Panto's got its place, but Panto in wrestling works, and Miz is, Miz, Miz is the the widow of Twanky. I don't know what I'm saying here. His performance was great uh, when he's walked, like, talking and Maurice walked away. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. Aust- Austin Theory is interviewed backstage. Oh, no. And says that Vince told him not to screw up his match against AJ Styles. That match is now, but ends a DQ when AJ is attacked by. Grayson Waller, like COVID, he's here? everywhere. <laughs> yeah. What's he doing there? What? Yeah. what? Theory so takes a selfie and leaves Grayson to beat AJ down, but then AJ recovers and chases him away. Uh, when... Waller is interviewed backstage, <coughs> but not before they cut to backstage and go, oh, yeah, he's not yeah. there yet. Yeah. Um, and says that he was just giving Styles a preview of what will happen tomorrow night on NXT before running away like a brave person. So when, when... At the, at the end of the... After Grayson Waller attacked AJ and Austin Theory did the whole selfie thing and went like, he's all yours and like went off. I was amazed that like Vince didn't see Austin Theory and Grayson Waller together and he didn't just immediately put them in a tag team because I could just... I was like, oh no, they're going to be they're gonna be a tag team and it didn't happen and I was surprised. But I thought oh, I thought happening. they were going to... I thought you were going to say Vince going, oh, 
Oh, I thought that was the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Alright, he was sat backstage saying they those two got such great potential. You know, those two have got such great potential. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love your Vince impression. Theory had a couple of nice combos in the matchup, I thought. Obviously Grayson Waller it must be hard, obviously. I don't know how old Grayson Waller is, but I imagine he's quite young, getting in front of the raw lights and the, all that sort of stuff for the first time. He got a bit lost and forgot where he was supposed to be for a brief second. Eventually got there, but it was quite funny. I still, There's still something missing with me when it comes to Grayson Waller. I can, yeah, see, he's a, I can see he's a good wrestler, but like he's, what he does like outside of the ring... It's very basic, isn't it? Like I don't know, what's yes. the, you know what I mean. Like what? Not... Well, there's not a, there's not of the little things. No, no, there's no little yeah. things, is there? Yeah, it's all like, like oh, I'm good. All, it's all big things, like Paul Heyman. Get this, get this, lads. Right, I'm gonna challenge AJ Styles and go up in his face, and when he challenges me, I'm going to decline his offer and walk up. Like, okay, cool. I've seen this seventeen thousand times, and it's not it's not necessarily his fault. He's just for some reason they've pushed him way too fast, and I don't know why. Like what? Why have they? Why him? Like why him out of anyone? Like I don't understand. It is. It is more than material. They fired everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is more than material they're giving him. Because it's just what he's saying yeah. and stuff. I'm like, ah, eh, oh, it's not necessarily know. his fault. Yeah. No, it's just yeah. why is he in this position? I don't get it. Yeah. Alexa Bliss is in therapy, but ends up trashing oh. the therapist's office. Oh. Uh-huh. Do you see that thing on AW on Twitter? This it's been a good week for AW social media. Um, the AW account tweeted out like going to therapy or go seeing AW is like the same thing. I forgot what the actual thing was. And many people were like this is not a thing to be joking about. Yeah, it went down yeah. like a lead balloon. So many people thought, oh, I forget who it was. Sorry to take the joke away. Someone said, why does why is Alexa Bliss at therapy? Why is she simply not watching AW? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to them, you know. It's obviously a bit weird to see her in therapy and doing what she was doing. And aha, it's funny to be in therapy. It's not funny, uh, but at least they're giving her a reason to have a, a crappy backstory when a new gimmick happens. At least she's not just turning up and going, "Ha ha, I'm different to what I was before." Is she gonna do a new gimmick? Do you think? I'd assume that's where this is going. Maybe. Oh yeah. Hopefully. So, therapy is the catalyst for change. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I think. I, I almost forgot, like, so I, I've got to remind myself sometimes that Alexa Bliss used to be not spooky and was really good at being not spooky. And now she's just spooky all the time. So I really hope you're right. And I hope it does lead to a change. But it's not going to be a good change, is it? Oh. Let it play out, Jack. Yeah, I know. Yeah, don't be sick. You, yeah. you said Jack like Hulk Hogan insulting someone. <laughs> Listen here, Jack. <laughs> Uh, Becky Lynch arrives for promo before the number one contenders match between Liv Morgan, Dewdrop, and Becky Belair. She says that all three have delusions of grandeur. But before going to the match, Becky Lynch had, because she is the Vincent Van Goat, so she had goats, stuffed goats on her shoulders. Mm. Actual goats. Real that's how, goats. That's how deep we are, <laughs> which I like to think some of the reading go, she's the goat. I don't get it. What's so special about that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, she said it. Uh, Belair looks to have the match won, but Becky breaks up the pinfall and gets chased around the ring. She throws Belair over the announce table while in the ring. Dewdrop pins Liv to become the new number one contender, which I'm all right with because she's less, way, way less Dewdrop and more uh, Viper than she's been in a while. Uh, so yeah, never, that's true. Gonna, yeah. That true, uh, Becky yeah. goes to shake Dewdrop's hand but tries to hit the manhandle slam Dewdrop doesn't go down and throws Becky out the ring to close the show okay some interesting intrigue there I'm up for it 
I like I like Becky. I don't think she should be a heel still. Like I've never really agreed with that, but it's still not really working. But at least I enjoyed the story of her talking a big game, saying I'm not scared of any of these three. But then when Bianca's about to win, she's like, I'm not too sure about that. So I quite like that. I enjoyed how she was very dismissive in that promo last week, where she was like, "Do drop, do <laughs> drop." And then she ha- she was face to face with do drop and tried to do a move to do drop and she couldn't and she started cacking her pants. Mm. Um, but I thought the triple threat match was nice as well. Like they all had the moments. So th- the main story was sort of um, do drop, proving that she was a worthy challenger to Becky. Um, but they all had their moments. Like Liv did that. I don't know how she did it. She like rolled up the back of do drop and then did a hurricane run off the top to Bianca. I'm going to stop doing that now. Sorry. Um, but yeah, Thanks. it was a nice. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, it was all good. All of the moments yeah. to shine. It was. I thought it was an all, an all right end of the show, yeah. and I think that you know, it might be useful for because I know that you never want to. You never think that the tiles aren't going to change hands at the Royal Rumble, probably. But it might be a good showcase for Dewdrop to remind everyone that she's actually good. Hmm. Good point. And as you said there, yeah, Becky got the ring. She cacked her pants. So the poo drop. What NXT. have you done? What have you done there? Look, that, what I just wrote there is like Oscar Wilde compared to this episode of NXT. <laughs> Bron Breaker cuts an opening. Oh, this is actually good. Cuts an opening promo as the new NXT champ. He puts over Champa as a fighting champ, a respectful champ. He leaves and passes Legado del Fantasma right, on the that? ramp. I no, I just realized I said champ like four times a sentence. Oh, right? I thought I'd written that. I was like, Jack, what were you playing at when you wrote this? Okay. <laughs> That's, it's good stuff. He leaves and passes Legado <laughs> del Fantasma on the ramp, having a quick stare down with Santos Escobar. Yeah, it's very, very short, sweet. Like, it's always what it needed to be, wasn't it? Exactly. No bollocks, like a can of brown ale. Yeah. No bollocks. All that was like no <laughs> that like was their actual Hayden. advertising stuff back in the day, wasn't it? Newcastle was Brown it? Ale. No bollocks. I cannot believe Yorkie got it? away with marketing themselves as exclusively for boys for so many years. Oh, yeah. It's not for girls. Yeah, hey. how was that? <laughs> many Yorkies. <coughs> Let's halve our potential like, consumers. Instantly. Oh, I don't know, because you, if you were a girl, you might be thinking, oh, I might break the rules and have a Yorkie. Do you think this is what <laughs> no, I think women were scared if they if they ate one, they'd just explode like a battle royale. <laughs> any any women listening, have you actually eaten a Yorkie? Any women so, listening? Any women? Well, yeah, you're right, yeah. But if you have, if you have eaten a Yorkie, let us know what happened in the comments Hello, below. Hello, lady. <laughs> have you ever eaten a Yorkie? That's definitely not what I was doing. Oh, God. Escobar <laughs> takes on Zion Quinn, with Electra Lopez siding with the winner. That's the stipulation. She seems to interfere on Quinn's behalf, but hits him below blow, allowing Escobar to win the match. Who could have foreseen this finish to them? Oh, everyone watching the She'd match. She'd already right? okay. betrayed him before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. That entire stipulation was weird, where she was like, ooh, I'll go home with the winner. Even though we've seen Paul Heyman do that for a number of years now going home with the winner. I thought that yeah. was a bit weird and set up, but I was watching this match and is it just me or is Zion Quinn Heidenreich? No, no. He's got the red glove, he's got the red, he's got the, the MMA gloves, he's doing the punches <coughs> like that, like Heidenreich used to do. That's like the Bob Mortimer dancing. <laughs> but I, I just thought that this is Heidenreich, the second, the second coming of like Heidenreich. Handsome Reich. Handsome Reich. Because Heidenreich was delib- deliberately creepy and stuff. 
But Zion yeah. Quinn's bloody gorgeous. Oh, I'm not saying he's he's doing poetry to Gene Snitsky in his spare time. I'm yeah. just saying he just he wrestles a bit like Heidenreich. I'll need to I'll need to do a quick refresh on Heidenreich and then I'll keep that in mind next week. How you let me know how that goes then. I will do. Any any Heidenreich <laughs> matches to recommend? The Undertaker one, uh, I guess. All of them. No, <laughs> not even that. <laughs> what was the Heidenreich story that he went? Um, he was injured. He was in the hospital and he refused to leave. So Finley had to go get him. He's like, no, I'll, I'll just live here. But he's like, no, you idiot, get up. <laughs> anyway, we get several vignettes where Mandy Rose does a photo shoot by the pool. It talks about how she's the NXT Women's Champ and also how we all stare at her a lot. Kaylee Ray shows up later on, but Mandy's already gone. Kaylee trashes the set with her baseball bat. Kaylee Ray's yep. got some issues, hasn't she? <laughs> What she just this has been a consistent thing for a few months now where she just goes around just hitting things with a bat. She's crazy. She's a crazy she? lady. Yeah. Is that crazy? She's now. Well I'm thinking is this more is this more in line with Matthew, you're more familiar with ICW uh, with ICW than me. Is this more is this more akin to ICW Katie Ray? She was always a bit more badass, wasn't she? Like Yeah, man, but, she'd wrestle yeah. the men all the time, she'd take a beating, she'd give a beating. She's insane, because that's the eye, I, I see dub. I think this is a step in the right direction, that she's not all right. That sounds nasty. <laughs> Her it's, issues there's, are There's worse thing. gimmicks to have an ICW, uh, IC Jesus, in NXT than... Uh, that was everyone's gimmick in ICW. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a hard Scottish person. <laughs> yeah. No, that's really bad. <laughs> and what does, what does one of them sound like, Jack? No. Um, so... I know I'm an, I'm I'm worried that I've offended a lot of ICW wrestlers by saying that, but never mind. Well, they took right themselves too it. seriously anyway. Who cares? Well, Joe Henry didn't. <laughs> Joe Henry was unique by portraying himself as a dorky Scottish wrestler rather than a hard one. So that was Henry's the exception. Aye, Henry is the exception. There was a few. There was a few. Damon was a hard Northern Irishman, for example. No, <laughs> and what does one of them sound like, Jack? <laughs> Eating a Yorkie, perhaps. I'll pure batter you, like. <laughs> oh, man. And he did it. I love Jack so much. I can do Northern you Irish accent. You are my right. mango and chutney. You know that. So right? my, my, my Northern Irish accent's all right. I, I'm proud of that one. The crucial difference. <laughs> That's I fine. Just, I'm not going <laughs> I went to school. I, I had a first. I had, I had a class on how to differentiate the difference between the Republic and Northern. And because mm. I went to school, I was in a class with a lad from Northern Ireland. He's just like, just when you say Northern Ireland, just make sure you pronounce it Northern Ireland. That's all you need to do. Yeah, That's literally it's what he as, said. It's it's like the Republic and the Republic of Ireland accents, like gentle and soothing on the ear, and then you you cross the border. It's like you're going from Windows 11 in the in the Republic oh, yeah. to to Windows 10 <laughs> in the so Windows, in, in Windows 95 dialer. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I can say this because no, I can't. <laughs> yeah, go on, go on, Jack. Why can you say I, it? I had two excuses. Go on. Because I've got Northern Irish heritage, and because I used back. to, and because I used to live with a girl who was from Northern Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> That's my only. But she'd get Case in drunk. Closed. But she'd get in drunk from a night out and be like, "Is my voice nasally?" And I'd be like, "No, no, you're fine. No, <laughs> it's all right, Jody. Don't worry." <laughs> Cameron Grimes was a short match against Damon. And Kemp. also, our bedrooms were next to each other, so if she ever like, you know, brought a lad back, just a Northern Irish, I, I, you burn into my skull, man. What does that sound what like? What does it sound Jack? like? Oh no! no, no. 
Oh, no. Joe Casey in Harland take on Edison. Whoa, whoa. Let's go back to the Cameron Grimes thing because oh, he took on, on someone, right, called Damon Kemp. He and did. you'll never guess who oh, Damon yeah. Kemp is. Damon oh, Kemp is the biological blood brother of Olympic gold medalist Gable Stevenson. And they've given him a new name. Why is his name not just... <laughs> I don't know what his real name is. Jeremy Stevenson. Whatever his real name is. Just call him Stevenson, for oh. goodness sake. He's the brother of Gable. Bobby no, wait, wait. Did he, did he win any medals? It doesn't matter. He's the brother of... No, but that's of an, why, then. An Olympic gold medalist. Because if your brother medalist. is Olympic gold medalist or whatever, um, why would you want to be associated with him if he hadn't had I the same level of accomplishments? Know. I'm He's with him. He's from that stock. He's from Olympic gold medal stock. He was produced by the same cojones. That produced an Olympic gold medal. He didn't win any. If I was the little brother and my older brother had accomplished a lot, I'd be like, no, I'm someone different. Because it's not going to do me any favours, is it? I, I'm looking at his... I wasn't even aware that Gable Stevenson had a brother, let alone that he was in, in WWE. Neither I, was I until I Googled who the hell Damon Kemp is. <laughs> he's He started the hashtag Year of Kemp. Which sounds like... Just, <laughs> oh, that's all right, then. Which sounds like... Which sounds like saved. Oh, no. oh, I've just followed him. Follow. <laughs> I've just followed him. No, that's a good thing. It's nice. It's nice. Um, like, it sounds I'm surprised. Like oh, it sounds like he's just a massive Spandau Ballet fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <of> Kemp. <laughs> that would be fantastic if he just started, like, challenging for titles and singing gold. Yeah, yeah. Always <laughs> believe in your soul. soul. You've got the power <laughs> to know I'm indestructible. Yeah. Damon Kemp. Um, but it, he looked like an amateur wrestler. It, why not? It's a thing. Famous Just people a... who have siblings and children, that's their claim to fame because they are the sibling or the child of that famous person. It's an Olympic gold medalist, God damn it! I get what Matthew's saying on one hand, but I do think it's... It's weirdly similar to not wanting to admit that um, Bron Breaker's a right. Steiner. Yeah. Odd. Yeah, now, if it, now actually, I, I was like, why are you doing this? You're really dumb. But then Bron Breaker said it right and made, clarified it, and I agree with him. Like, I need to make my own niche. And it just so happens that he wrestles yeah. really, really well. So it's like, oh, yeah, you don't need the Steiner name. Is he? Is he? No, because the Steiners were, like, well good, weren't they? I was going to say, is uh, he going to be yeah. better than... Is he going to be better than... Rick. Wait a minute. It's way, way too early. I know it's so early now. No. Yeah, no. so, so, it's really good. <laughs> Actually, apologize. I'm really sorry, guys, for that. I don't apologize for the, anything else I've said, but I apologize for that, Matthew. Oh, <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, <laughs> Joe Gacy and Harlan take on Edris Enough and Malik Blade to qualify for the Dusty Classic. Edris and Malik win <laughs> after Harland won't adhere to the referee's five count. Gacy stops from attacking the referee afterwards. The jobbers win because they wouldn't stop getting beat up. Yes, right, so I thought... Right, lads, lads, right. Joe Gacy's been <laughs> saying for a couple of weeks now that they're gagging to win the Dusty Cup. Yeah, right? yeah. They want to win, right? They're gagging for it, right? And Haaland, right? It doesn't make them look big and powerful. It makes them look really stupid, right? So stupid that you can't like just listen to the referee and follow the rules like every other professional wrestler in the world ever. Right, apart from a select couple who are new air dwellers, as Matthew said way back in the day. <laughs> and then Gacy's there on the ramp going, <laughs> it's all part of my plan. Bollocks. Um, Bollocks, I tell thee. It wasn't part of his plan, you're right. He did want to win the Dusty Classic, and he's trying to save face now, and I'm embarrassed for him. <laughs> <laughs> An insult to good rubbish. Acting like a petulant child. Well, I didn't even want to win it anyway. Bollocks. Yeah, big, stupid, bold friend. Why have they changed their mind at the last minute? Like, it seemed like they were going to... This seems like a last-minute change. Yeah. That doesn't sound like Bruce Pritchard. Well, yeah. It was now writing NXT. <laughs> yeah. Tony D'Angelo beats Pete Dunne in their crowbar. Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> Grayson Waller is in... Interview- oh, that's the entire note, is it? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, so, it was, yeah um, Tony beat Pete this Dunne, is, yeah. yeah. This match was also fantastic, right? Because <laughs> it's in- it's Sorry. a it's a Bless it's you. a it's a thing on a pole. What the hell is a thing on a pole? The crowbar. crowbar. Crowbar on a pole, that's the one. So the stipulation was it wasn't like whoever retrieves the crowbar is the one who can use it. It was just like the crowbar's on the pole. If it comes off the pole, anyone can use it. So the stipulation was pointless. Why was the stipulation a thing? And then we had like we came back from a commercial break, didn't we? To see you have greater mastery of the crowbar. Neither of them did, though, Jack. They both got the crowbar, and they started swinging, and they both missed, and neither could use it for, like, half an hour, and it was fantastic. And then we came back from a break, and there was all sorts of debris around the ring. There was tables and trash cans, and they couldn't use them because if they did, it would be a DQ and a crowbar and a pole match. It made no sense. None of it made any sense. (laughs) What was the point of the stipulation? I was more offended by the booking than by the stipulation, but I'm glad that we both hated different parts of the match, so that's <laughs> quite fun. I, it just made me think, God, Pete Dunne might be, apart from Triple H, Pete Dunne might be the biggest victim of NXT's change. Yeah. Like, or oh, Keith man. Lee or Killer Cross, Pete Dunne. Uh, they, were, they were getting called up, though. Well, anyway. the ones who were still oh, there. Oh, you mean NXT, yeah. right, okay. I did yeah, really yeah, enjoy yeah, the... Yeah, not like, yeah, yeah, the ones who are still there, because oh. Pete Dunne was like set for big things, and now, like, quite worried about him. It was not bad, NXT though. UK um, decline has uh, been at play the part. Vince has legitimately forgotten that it exists, or it's some sort of, like, tax write-off. <laughs> 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 like, uh, tax haven. Uh, what am I trying to say? 
Yeah, tax write off. They're using it to. They're using it to launder money. No, stop, stop. Sorry, allegedly, allegedly, libel, libel laws are still a thing. Ross, what were you saying? I was going to say, like, I've crapped on that match there because none of it made sense, but the finish was absolutely fantastic. How he just he he gave a right good thunder bastard to the face, Hawk straight on the straight on the nose. I didn't enjoy the finish, but none of the none of the rest of the match, from the gimmick to the rules or anything, the use of the crowbar. What were they doing? Why? Why? Just me? Uh, no, I understand. But was this not always what weapon on a pole matches were like? Or is it only the person who gets the weapon can use the weapon? I don't know. Sometimes they were. Sometimes they weren't. Because Undertaker and Lesnar had their yeah. biker chain on a pole match. It was the main event. But then they also used tables and chairs leading up to the finish. Which begs a point, well, why do you need that? Yeah. You're going to use that. So sometimes, but- yay, sometimes nay. But, but but that's in terms of other weapons being allowed. But in but is there always been that the first wrestler to get the weapon down is the only one who can use it? Or is that also I like know. sometimes it's been... I always go back to Tank Abbott versus Big Al from Super Bowl 2000. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> <laughs> that's my Nirvana when it comes to honor pole matches. And, and Big Al, he didn't get to that, that, that jacket first. Okay. No, he that's got all, killed. I, that's, that's all I'm going to say, yeah, because he died. <laughs> Was and the, he had his beard cut off. Was the coal Amazing. miner's glove on a pole, or was that just a coal miner's glove match? Or was a coal miner's glove on a it pole? It was on a pole, because I had to go. Was through. it as well? <laughs> I love this pole discussion. Ah, uh, my favourite, the one I used to go to was the, the one where there was four poles with mystery weapons inside. Oh, yeah. The, one, was a, one was a frame photo called? of Scott Hall. The San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, the 49ers match. match. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's Booker T and someone else. Jeff Jarrett, Jarrett, maybe? Jarrett, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, the belt fell out the box. <laughs> yeah. Dave Penzer caught it, which people were like, oh, Dave Penzer's the champion. <laughs> yeah. Imagine him Yay! announcing his own. Yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> World heavyweight champion, <laughs> Dave Penzer. <laughs> Grayson Waller is interviewed backstage. Grayson Waller, guys. It says we'll see another Grayson Waller moment tonight. After that, it's maybe he'll show up at SmackDown Waller. and smack Roman Reigns. The Grayson Waller effect, yeah. <laughs> it's the Grayson Waller effect. Uh, also known given. as drowsiness. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have any codeine. Here is the Grayson Waller effect. It's the same thing. We're too harsh to NXT, I feel. Okay. I certainly makes sense afterwards because I've always wondered how this gimmick works, but now it makes sense. Wendy Chu, with her onesie pillowcase, teams with Indy Hartwell and Persia Perotta, and she's all sleepy. Why is she uh, asleep? Because she's been watching Grayson Waller. <laughs> <laughs> all makes sense. The pieces fit. Uh, oh, we need to start calling her Wendy Tuesday. <laughs> yes, uh, we do. Is that the tag team name of a certain Come Tuesday, Wendy Tuesday. <laughs> Speaking of Come Tuesday, though, it was an eventful week for Come Tuesday, even though he wasn't there, because he was fined and suspended, and then half an hour later, he had paid ah! the fine, and he wasn't suspended. <laughs> the mystery, the mystery benefactor. That's Who... what. God, sorry. Wait, I didn't. Wait, has he paid it off himself? I thought he'd had it paid off by a mystery. That no, was a mystery. That was a the mystery. best thing, because like, even though he's a fully-fledged NXT super, as he would probably say, Wade was like, who paid that? These millionaire wrestlers couldn't afford that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really we not paid NXT. them pennies here in NXT. Not, I, not, in, in kayfabe, I, like, I think that Raw and SmackDown are like millionaires, and like NXT are like, they don't make, they're, they're really fighting for a living. I think that's what they try and 
put across. Yeah, they really uh, do uh, put that across with Mandy around a swimming pool with a okay, seventeen not Mandy, million yeah. photographers. Oh, no, but, but she's she won was some on the matches. Main she's the yeah, champ. She, she's been the yeah, pain winner. And she's been on the Uh-oh. main roster. There's a siren. Brom Breaker's um, coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I wonder who this mystery... Can we all have a guess as to who the mystery fan of... Comes oh, I know. Is? I reckon it's Tony Khan himself because it's like, hey, more of that man <laughs> on NXT. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, big fan of so him. Like... It's just so harsh, man. It's so Who's nasty. it going to be? Who are some famously rich people from the history of... Profe- who was, like, had money as part of their gimmick? Teddy Biasi. Yeah, Teddy Biasi, but it all came from other families, as we found out. <laughs> allegedly. Oh, no. Allegedly. That's still oh, on trial. Deary, deary. So I've just derailed that segment. Back to Wendy Tuesday. She was fantastic in that match. I like I like the gimmick now, you know? Yeah, yeah she, right. She well. sleeps, and then people think she's, she's asleep because she had a sleeping bag on the apron, and she was sleeping, like, in the ropes, and then she comes in, and she's Taz, or Hook. Yeah, or, it's got legs. Or Monroe Sky. It's really got legs. <laughs> Three of the best Although, shooters in the world are wrestling. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank you, Ross. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, people said the same about Orange Cassidy. This will never last. It's one note. But it's not. It's still there. There's a big Maybe. difference between Orange Cassidy and Wendy Tuesday, though. The only difference is time. About five years of experience in the gimmick. That's Or- all. <laughs> Orange, Orange Cassidy, he's he just doesn't try. But Wendy Tuesday is just asleep. It's very similar. <laughs> <laughs> And she, then she fell asleep after the match, I think, as well. Just because she doesn't care about winning. She's I did that because there's, there's a lack of... A lot of work. There's a lack of uh, gimmicks where you can relate to, really. So having, <laughs> uh, given the target audience for NXT, having someone who falls asleep during a TV show, it's like, that's perfect. I can really relate to her. It was impressive that she was doing all those manoeuvres in, like, a onesie, though. Are we the youngest mm. people who watch NXT? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> Yeah, what someone say the uh, ratings have gone down to like six hundred thousand, and people have speculated that that's that's just how many wrestling podcasts and uh, <laughs> YouTube shows exist to cover wrestling nowadays. I'm baffled how um how old the demographic is, or the the average viewer of NXT. I, I can't get my head around that. What what are all these <laughs> all these pensioners, big Von Wagner fans? That I don't understand. Yeah, the, uh... Of course they are. What Von Wagner <laughs> transcends the demographics. Like, he's, Apparently. He's... All people still watch wrestling in America, but not really over here. Like they all talk about the Big Daddy and Mick McManus, but not modern wrestling. Oh, if I show up by none of this, <laughs> be like, yeah, what is going on? Yeah. yeah. MSK admired the Dusty Classic trophy backstage, but interrupted by Dakota Kai, who creepily tells them that nothing divides friendship more than success. So, the sound in this promo was an issue. I couldn't hear what quite she said. What quite she said, wow. Um, so I went on one review. I looked at former Mania's review of the show and he reported that it was, she said, what nothing divides friendship like success. Then I went on Cage Side Seats' review and they said nothing defines friendship like success, which are like opposite things. And I was <laughs> like, well, I'm going to take a guess that she's trying to divide, that she's being, because she's a heel, it's going to be divides, but... I really had no idea coming into this. I love you had to check two different reviews. They both said opposite. See what they said, (laughs) and you're still not sure. They said opposite thing. I think she said divides. I heard divides because she was like, "Oh, you're together, are you? Well, look at me, I'm alone." And then, then they went like, and if if she'd said nothing, nothing defines friendship like success. They'd have gone, "Thank you, thank you, Dakota Kai." Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, but you haven't had any." 
They're like, oh, they won the former Dusty NXT Cup. tag team yeah. titles, are they? That was that was a Triple H era ago. Yeah. <laughs> Brucey P, nothing matters now. Uh, anyway, Boa and Solo, or Boa and Solo, fight to a double count out. Sakoa. They brought that, bless you. They brought backstage, and Boa gets thrown over a production crate. Solo reaches over to grab him and is blasted in the face yeah. with a fireball. Boa emerges, and his face is suddenly painted. Because <laughs> no, he's got the spirit of Wendy Chu within him. Boa was doing fantastically well for the, the match portion of this segment because he was keeping his a thousand year old mythical being under control, which he's been struggling to do for many weeks now because he's looking in the mirror and then it's there and it's not there. He's been struggling to control it and he did so for the first part. But then that one tumble over that production crate thing was enough to bring the a thousand year old mythical being out once again. And it's just a shame to see because it must be difficult for Boa to live day to day. He's it's going a bit- down to Subway. He's ordering his like his, his foot long Italian BMT. Then the thousand year old spirit comes out. It must be yeah. a difficult way to live your life. Yeah. Do you think that is he similar to Finn Balor? Or can, Balor can choose very much when the demon comes out, whereas Boa's at the mercy of the demon. Yes, I think that is the crucial difference between okay. the demon Finn Balor and Boa. Thank you. Finn Balor can control his demon. <laughs> okay. Whereas Boa Paul Heyman can't. Can't. <laughs> can't control ah, his demon. Ah, very good. That's it. It's going to suck. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, it's okay. I've got everything under control. Hi, I can have a vegan sausage roll. No, I'm sorry. We've just got the vegan steak bags in. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. No, no, Matthew, that's Damien Priest. That's a different. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, because he represents both the, the, the good and the bad. He's a Damien and a priest. <laughs> See, Damien Priest needs a, a, a visual cue in front of him to bring out his demon, whereas Boa can't contain his. It just comes out whenever. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so he orders, got a big steak bake. Uh, yeah, we've got loads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was really obviously going to be a DQ considering who was involved, though. I think that was the main yeah. takeaway. Because they're both being protected, aren't they? Big Boa and Big Sokoa. Yeah. There was a bad match to book, yeah. Well, neither yeah. of them could lose this. So, But one of them did shoot a fireball into the other one's face. So I think I know who my winner is. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Joe. Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams arrive and mockingly pour one out for Roddy Strong's cruiserweight title reign. Hayes says he's still the A champion NXT and leaves bumping shoulders with AJ Styles on the ramp. Uh, now there's a match I would like to see. Yeah, yeah yes. Yeah. Again, Hayes and Williams, fantastic. One of the best things about the show. In the car park, Hayes and Williams find that Cameron Grimes has their car keys. Grimes says that in the past, he'd be doing donuts in their car right now. But 2022, Cameron Grimes just has his eye on the gold. Oh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Always believe in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> now that's, that's a match I would like to see. That's really, that's really reminded me of an episode. I've not, I've not seen it really, but I've, I've seen clips of this infamous episode of the A Team, where Boy George is like the special oh, guest, yeah. and then what? he does a gig. He does a gig at the end, and he's in like rural. America and all these hard Americans are stood around going like, "Hey, Boy George, you're all right." And it's just like yeah. Mr. T's just... dancing, going, "I love Boy George." Yeah, yeah, it's all his music. Yeah, very strange. That's what that was like. Yeah, and you know what? Hayes versus AJ, that'd be good. Hayes versus Grimes or Williams versus Grimes, that'd be good. Mr. T versus Boy George, that'd be good. <laughs> AJ Styles versus Grayson Waller, the main event. Uh, 
AJ Styles, thank Christ, beats him. Hey, it was and pretty good. It was all right as a match, but it just wasn't, you know. Oh, it was a pretty standard AJ Styles TV match, but that's not a, that's not a slight. Oh, it was a good yeah. match. Yeah, yeah he had his moments to Grice and Waller. He had that roll <laughs> like through what? stunner. That roll through <coughs> stunner he did was sexy as out. Yeah, but then but then once again, as was a common theme throughout this NXT for me, the booking made little sense. Well, because it was fantastic to see, as I'm sure Matthew. Will t- well, do you want to see what happened next, Matthew? I'll I'd you, love to. I'll, I'll give you a moment. Here you go. Styles says he says that Waller is good, but he isn't phenomenal. And before losing one of his friends, that's right, his TNA buddy, LA Knight, who butters Waller and hugs AJ to close the show. TNA, TNA, yeah. TNA. The pop, right? First and foremost, that's a new <laughs> pop. Because that was like the, yeah, we call him the rock of NXT, but that was like the actual rock in 99. Deafening inside that little thing. What's it, has it got a name, the little arena for the, the NXT these days? Is it still the Capital Wrestling? Is it still oh, the CWC? It... I don't know. The Dirty Little Secret. The dirty little secret. There we go. <laughs> the DLS. <laughs> <laughs> the DLS is that a thing already? I don't Sounds know. Like it should be a thing already. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, we had a heel getting beaten down by two baby faces, and then that was it. That's not how the wrestling works, is it? Oh, you took issue with this. I thought you'd be a big fan. I was a fan of it because you know it's Grayson Waller. But you look at you want to see the the way around, don't you? The the, the heels beating down the baby faces, so the baby faces <sighs> come back. They just got one over on that sneaky heel, didn't they? He got his. Oh, because he nicked his car, didn't he? What's happened here is, right, we've not, we don't, Grayson Waller hasn't got enough heat as much as they booked him to get. So they thought this would be like when MJF got thrown in the pool. They were like, this is going to be brilliant. Like, everyone hates Grayson Waller. And everyone was like, ah, it's quite, quite a nice ending. Like, it didn't, I don't think it had the required effect. They needed to remind everybody that Grayson Waller nicked his car. He did do that, didn't he? I think he? it was more the Gargano beatdown that was meant to get him in the heat, not the nicking of the car particularly. Oh, oh God, I, LA, I, LA Knight's car. LA Knight's Kevorka car. Of he did. <laughs> yeah. And he stole his girlfriend or he drove off with a girl in the car. Yeah. He's murdered. Oh, no, he's he a GTA. That, he had that, <laughs> that, that daddy's girl. I forgot her name, sorry. The daddy's oh, girl. Oh, Stratton. Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany oh, Stratton. I forgot about her. <laughs> um, yeah, we needed a bit more... Uh, Filling in between the you know, the lines, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to say there. No, yeah. Well, now, now, now I'm now it works for me. I'm pleased about what I said. Then, yeah, he deserved yeah. that beatdown. Yeah, of course he did. But you're right; they didn't need to remind us about him stealing his car because we knew it. Because we're all big The Rock fans. Mm. Go on, uh, The Rock. Yeah, are we? That was NXT. AW Dynamite. Adam Cole and Red Dragon opened the show. Cole reminds us that he's undefeated in singles action. They're interrupted by the Young Bucks, who argue with O'Reilly and Fish because both teams want the tag titles. Cole tries to play off as friendly competition, uh, with the best friends arriving and the two groups have a stare down before brawling. Chris Statlander stares down Cole, but is cut off by Britt Baker. Having won the brawl, Cole and Britt kiss on the lips. Oh my God. God. Like an evil couple. Tony was gutted. They were running (laughs) down at the end. He was like, yeah, that was quite a moment. Did he actually? Yeah, Tony Schiavone said that. He's like, yeah, it was quite a moment. That's fantastic. That is so good. That's really good. I like that. But I think this is eerily, because this time last year, we had the Bucks who liked Kenny Omega, but didn't like Don. So didn't know whether to join Kenny Omega because of Don. And now we've got the Bucks who like Adam, but they don't like Red Dragon. So they don't know whether to join Adam because of Red Dragon. I'm sick of the Bucks, man. Quite similar, isn't it? Yeah, quite similar. 
Even COVID, sick of the... COVID was sick of the books because you only have it for two days, apparently. What? Did Stop he... mocking people who've got COVID. Oh, right. Oh, it's a joke. Shut he up. did. No, you're right. He did. He claimed that he. He claimed that. Yes, he, I meant every word COVID, I just right. said. Then. No, I'm joking. That was a shoot. He Do they not have to he... isolate for five days over there, or seven days as we are today on Friday? Apparently, I was just getting knocked out at five. So... Five for a Monday, yeah. But do they not have to do the same over there? I don't know. How could you beat COVID in two days? Or so I don't even know what the rules are. Super kick. But I'm sick of the books having to. They're meant to be heels. I don't care about your emotional. I don't care about your feelings if you're bad guys. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like yeah. all their all their feuds are like. Can we trust him? Is he our friend or not? Can he trust us? We now respect Hangman. He's off. He, we, we were wrong. I don't care. You're going to be like little weasels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, no, but I they agree, love Jack, their yeah. father. I don't care. Don't <laughs> not that don't. much. <laughs> no, no not, not enough to sprint. No. No. But yeah, as I was saying before, AW does a very good job for a lot of AW audience watching and getting reinvested in these people as they're real people. But if you're not in it, and you've not got young bunk, yeah, young books pajamas at home and all the rest of the stuff. You are just going. I don't care about these unlikable gets. Yeah. Always. So, uh, so we're obviously going to get six weeks of it. So can't wait for that. Well, oh, no, move. it'll be longer than that, Matthew, because it went all the way through till oh, April last year before the books finally aligned with Omega and and the the good brothers. Yeah, I remember they were like, <laughs> hey. Remember New Japan in 2014? I'm like, no. Oh, good, because we're not going to show you any clips. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, man. New Japan is strict with that um, copyright. I, I know. Uh, Wardlow mm, faces CM Punk yes. <laughs> and powerbombs him lots of times, with MGF demanding more and more powerbombs. Punk eventually catches him with a small package for the win, <sighs> and Wardlow and MGF almost come to blows afterwards, but Sean Spears runs out to keep them apart, setting up a match. Next week. Now, this this was a mistake, in my opinion. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Wardlow. Why are you talking? Be... Just shut my curtains. Sorry, it looks like I'm on the moon again. Wardlow wouldn't be losing, but Wardlow shouldn't be losing. But neither should CM Punk. So they shouldn't have had this match. Or I thought, as I put on Twitter, I thought the Punk was gonna. Sorry, MJF was gonna deliberately like punch Wardlow to get him to get to make Punk the loser. Like what well, Punk did to him with. Um, his match, but instead, no Punk just beat Wardlow, and I'm not sure what to think of it really. But what do you yeah. think? I didn't. I, I like the. I liked MJF telling Wardlow what to do and Wardlow following him because we remember he got reminded obviously because MJF was shouting at that MJF pays Wardlow money, so I can yeah. see why Wardlow would have listened to MJF. But then it all went downhill as you say there when CM Punk rolled him up. I know it was we were paying homage to Bret Hart once again and Diesel from back in the day. Or was it Kevin Nash? I can't remember. Um, oh, it was Diesel. It was Diesel. Um, with the same finish there. But then surely Wardlow had to just batter MJF and not walk away. That's where I think the big mistake was. Wardlow had to batter MJF right at the end and just get rid of him. That's where I think it, it, it missed the mark. Because the crowd were on side when he was just beating down Punk. Yeah, they were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were. And he was, because was, was, obviously they would be in that singlet. By God, what a purple mm. singlet that is. He looked like Evan Courageous in his prime. Yes, he did. (laughs) (laughs) Or Paul Heyman last week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think my big mistake for that one was not having Wardlow get his heat back right at the end, so to speak. I thought he looked like a bit bit too much of a a pussy-ass bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that really came out. (laughs) Ross, Ross, stop stop concealing your feelings. That's how (laughs) you really feel. What were your thoughts, Matthew? 
God, I liked it. I think they're doing a good job of setting up Wardlow as the thing to do after Punk, which hopefully going to blow off at the next uh, AW big thing, which it, it, I'll let you know. It's interesting that we've all had different opinions, but I like that. Disgusting, guy. isn't it? No. <laughs> Uh, we're all Martin... friends at the end of the day. So that's yeah, the most yeah, important yeah. thing. That's right. Yeah. Danny Martin <laughs> faces powerhouse hops. Ricky Starks tries to interfere towards the end, but Jay Lethal, of all people, pulls him off the apron and allows Martin to win the match. This is uh, Martin, one of the uh, examples uh, of like, how bad AW... Oh, sorry, that's his surname, but it just sounds like your dad's mate. Like, he allows Martin, oh, Martin won the match. Did you... <laughs> <laughs> this is something that AW used to do in 2019 and got criticised rightfully for it. Uh, you know, the last match was... Some guy, a big guy trying to beat the other dude, but then wasn't able to, despite the interference from the sub. Cool. Here's the exact same storyline. Yeah. In yeah, this match. Yeah. Right after it. That was a badly oh, yeah. positioned. You know, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think you should be swatting him away like a fly as well for that finish. Big powerhouse hobs. After 10 minutes or so of him just throwing him around like he's now. For him to get taken down by him just flying through the air and landing on him. Again, I, I, maybe I'm finding out this week that I'm Vince McMahon and I put too much stock in size. Because I have that, had that issue with Riho and Jamie Hayter and I'm having it now with, with Dante and Powerhouse Hobbs. Maybe I just, I'm just Vince you, McMahon. When you said you should be swatting him away there, that I got like an image of you as like a football manager talking to like a centre-back. Like really, <laughs> you were really just like, you should be easily, you were disappointed in him for not being You should be enough. bullying him there, young man. Yeah. Anyway... This could be it. I'm going to go for it, you know. Richard Tubman, hit the thing. I've remembered this. Oh, week. oh well done. Oh, my. Oh, oh, oh baby. The spine buster. Big Willie Hobbs oh. hit on the floor. And the satisfying splat it gave is my move of the week this week. A simple move but a move that was executed to perfection. I was going to say, I like the variety of your moves of the week sometimes because you go for the athletic ones sometimes, but like this week's that what And I'm sure one week you went for just like a thing that happened, not it a move. It was Xia entrance. Oh, yes, the electricity. Yeah. Elect- electrifying. Uh, <laughs> where's she gone? We haven't seen her since, have no, we? No, no, no. <laughs> she, she tried to fly a kite and it all went wrong. Maybe they, maybe they, they actually did the investigation into the two murders she committed in her past. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those cold cases suddenly warmed up. So, Jaili, uh, I heard you killed a landlord and a school bully. Could you answer those allegations? They I call did. him a school bully in court. And a school, <laughs> yeah, he's officially yeah. a school bully. He wrote down his occupation as school bully. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The circle... It... Oh, go on. Sorry, no, I've just, I'm just going to repeat what I said earlier. Carry on, Matthew. Sorry. That's fine. The Inner Circle do an interview backstage after being named PWI's faction of 2021. Right, uh, stop there. How have they won that award? <laughs> yeah. Who voted it's for true. that award? It's true. I voted with my uh, the Ben Franklins. <laughs> well, who else? Who else, what, are the, what are the big stables have they been? Bloodline. Oh, God. Not the Herb oh. Business. As much as Absolutely. I'd like to say so. The Elite the super no clique. god no 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 <laughs> no the the bloodline the bloodline should have won 100 yeah. percent. yeah how on earth does that happen yeah right well uh what do you change hands Hit Hit was... no no oh jared too soon jericho saying we're here to take over this uh this country sorry this company and it's almost like no 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 that's that's what your your wife was doing yeah, I would have enjoyed that more if I hadn't seen you tweet it already. I'm afraid. Sorry, Matthew. 
I enjoyed it when I saw it on Twitter. That's sweet though. Oh, uh, other people made that joke. Oh no. Oh, okay, fair enough. Then. It wasn't you who tweeted it. I'm sorry. No, uh, you know what? I'm glad it wasn't just me who thought that. That's a relief. People go, okay, oh, yeah, Matthew, someone, don't be a dick. See... Oh, everyone else has made the joke. It's all right then. It's fair no, great. I saw someone else tweet it, but I thought it was you for some reason. Oh, huh. I'll take it. Uh, Eddie Kingston arrives and blames Jericho for Satana Ortiz not being tag team champions yet. They argue. So Satana Ortiz leave. So does Hager. Eh. Jericho says Eddie's welcome at ringside tonight, but he might kick his ass if he gets involved. I feel like uh, they've been doing this for like four weeks now, where it's the same thing. Yeah, they're mixing up get the... involved. Yeah, sorry. Go on. That's all. Sorry. I would like to take issue with Chris Jericho saying that Eddie needs to stay the hell out of the inner circles business. Because from what I've been seeing, it's Jericho who's been inserting himself into Eddie's business. Damn right. Huh? Huh? Yeah. What a huh? dick. Huh? Huh? I've <laughs> shouted way too much today. <laughs> Richard. I am sorry when you've got to compress those peaks. And, Scott Steiner. And Eddie's got history with Santana and Ortiz. He knows them on a deeper level than Jericho does. Yeah. I think Jericho's just maybe a little... What? Those impact pay-per-views that. Absolutely. So I think maybe Jericho's a bit jelly. A little bit of the jelly. A little bit of the jelly, yeah. Oh, did I tell you my dad showed, showed me that? I was like, around Christmas, and he was like, Hey, son, have you seen this? And it was Jericho doing, ooh, a bit of the bubbly. I'm like, my God, Dad, you know that meme. <laughs> oh. Imagine if he'd showed you Fraser on TikTok doing it. If my dad was on TikTok, I'd be very worried. <laughs> Fra- Fraser went viral on TikTok with a little bit of the bubbly. Oh, good for him. Fraser, he got like him. 9 million views on a talk or something. We're in the wrong game now. <laughs> Fraser who? Porter? Kelsey Grammer. Oh, Fraser. Aye, that one. The one we see... Well, we don't... The one who works for Colaholic. I've not seen the one Fraser we, for a long time. But the one That's who before Christmas we saw every day. Yeah, <laughs> that Fraser. He's within your Gar- eye line. <laughs> yeah, if you, well, if you turn your head that way, you'll see him. <laughs> yeah. That's, the extent of mine and Fraser's relationship these days, or just before Christmas, was we see a picture, or I see a picture of a curly whirly. I smile and look at Fraser, <laughs> and Fraser goes, Carole Whirly, and again gets He's, back to work. <laughs> he happily he happily obliges as well. Yeah. I remember when the first, like, that load of, um, when Triple Jump got all that tat posted and they got all the sweets. Oh. And I was rummaging through one of the boxes of sweets and I pulled out a curly whirly and I, he does. You just turn around and was like, Fraser. And he was like, Carly Wally. And just got back to work. As well. <laughs> it's fantastic. Is this a Pavlovian response or is there a yeah. reason why he says it? He's obviously been asked by English people so much to say curly whirly. Oh, I know. Like, it, was oh, a, it was in the see. summertime, somehow a curly whirly found its way to the office. And then Fraser was like, oh, look there, a curly whirly. I love them. <laughs> and I was like, Fraser, the way you say that word is sensational. So ever since then, it's been like every time we see a curly whirly, Fraser's got to say curly so whirly. I also really like the way that Scottish people. Fraser is no exception. Say the word boom. Because in Geordie especially, yeah, boom's quite an elongated sound. But if a Scottish person does... Say a Scottish person gets like a ball of paper in the bin and says boom, they'll go boom. It's so short when they say boom. I've never noticed that before, but now I have. Help me. Finish the... That was it. accents you can do. No, but there is a, a massive difference between the, the Glaswegian sort of... That's a, a harsher... Oh, hey, Fraser's got a lovely Edinburgh but, accent. Uh, yeah. I think Fraser's more like the Edinburgh Joe Hendry he sort is. of like soothing Carly Whirly. More folksy, isn't it? More like, oh, hello there. Oh, Whimsical. Yes. yes, yes, absolutely. Although Fraser is actually from a little bit south of Edinburgh. He's actually from 
fairly close to the border, I believe. Relatively. <laughs> what might what was what's going on? Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> MGF walks back out for a promo and says, We all know that Punk's early win of Water was a fluke. He says he's done waiting. That next week will be personally responsible for Punk's first loss in AEW because it's gonna be CM Punk versus Sean Spears. Ah oh, Okay, well, yeah. Course. It was fantastic that like, oh well finally, I'm finally gonna give you the match. It's the one everyone wants to see. Punk <laughs> versus Spears. <laughs> it is the one we all wanted to see, yeah. The ECW and sci-fi legends collide. <laughs> uh, Hangman Adam Page enters the ring to talk about his feud with Brian Danielson and says though through it all though, he's still AEW world champion. Dam Lambert, of all people, interrupts and accuses Page of stealing a legacy due to his cowboy gimmick. Saying, take away from the great cowboys like Cowboy Bill Watts, bag out. And uh, you're just a midnight cowboy like all these fans here. Uh, things get heated until Lance Archer arrives. Uh, returning after that horrible moonsault he did months ago. Mm. He grabs Dan Lambert, but attacks Paige instead and hits the blackout through a chair. I'm all right with Archer being a, a little filler, filler feud. Filler villain? Filler villain. A filler villain? Filler villain. I like that, actually, yeah. Yeah. Filler villain. I've tried to make that one word there and oh. I failed. Move on, Ross. Um, no, they're not a tag team yet. You can't go by the names. I got annoyed me thinking, oh, they've brought Dan Lambert out here to moan about Hangman being a cowboy. What's the point in that? And I was thinking, yeah, that is the point. Dan Lambert moaning about things that shouldn't really bother people, but do. That's the point it, of him, isn't it? It's a weird It's a weird one, but it is the point, isn't it? Yeah, it's a strange one. Yeah. It's weird one to wrap your head around, but then you, when you do, like, oh, yeah, that's, that is the point. But then it broke, because then it did bring out Hangman doing his sort of like hard times promo but with Cowboy Poo instead mm. you think Cowboy Poo isn't doing this with a farm down the road and then doing that turning down a big contract that is Cowboy Poo hard times baby <laughs> I like that Dan Lambert more terrorism <laughs> Philip than Dusty Rosen yes that's right baby I like that Dan started off being polite and going I like you because you didn't Cody Rhodes your way into the title you said you wanted to earn you spot here in AEW and get that title, which is fantastic. It's like, oh, yeah. Wait, Dan's getting too good on the mic here. He is when really said, good, though, isn't he? He is good. Yeah, which I think this might be an issue later on when he's against people who aren't as good as him verbally. It's because people are going to start cheering for Dan, unironically. Dan, Dan, Dan. <laughs> Imagine Dan. that. Dan, Dan. <laughs> yeah, like that. Dan versus Cody is not going to go the way AEW wants it to. No, no. No. I can't wait for it. If anything, Dan should why... start managing Cody. No, AEW. Uh, yes, that's yeah. the most self-aware <laughs> thing to do. I'm sure that AEW know the code. We do this every week, that. don't we? He's not even on the show. Yeah, we like, do. do. They know. And, uh, they, of course, they know. He told Sammy Guevara, "See you then, kid," and then he walked towards the heel tunnel, and that was a bit too on the nose for me. That one, to be fair. Everything he does is on the nose. Whoop! Go get my golden shuffle. <laughs> 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 oh, the throne with the but at least he got COVID there, Matthew. <laughs> that was a joke, everybody, about Matthew laughing at the people. Start of the COVID. podcast. Oh, yeah, Ross, yeah, why would you say such a thing that could be easy clipped? Oh, yeah. for shame, laughing at people got COVID. <laughs> Were you laughing at me? Because I had it last I was laughing at you. I was <laughs> saying you. my friend. Oh, right. Uh, we're friends, sorry. <laughs> I said my friend. Acquaintances. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I've got to say though, uh, oh, the, the camera work they did during this segment with the split screen, I thought that was a nice, a nice addition. I took, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, use that more. Yes, yeah, I think so as well. That's, that's, I didn't even particularly notice it, but now you've pointed out. Yes, that was the first time, wasn't it? I don't think I've seen that before. 
Like I think it, I, I think I was live in, for a live was, in ring promo. I was skimming the show quite fast, so it didn't register as much as it should have oh. with me. So I'm glad you've pointed out. <clears throat> well, hopefully you didn't skim this. Uh, backstage, Ann Anderson is proud of his son and Lee Johnson for their new tag team. He says they're in horseman country now. Mm. FTR turned up with Tully, who goes, I agree. Let's have a tag match next week. Uh-oh. I'm it. scared for Arn's boy and Lee. Yeah. I reckon Brock might join them. I thought, I just, in my head, I just think Lesnar when you say Brock. I'm like, what? Mm. No, no. Bro- the better Brock. Brock, Brock Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. El Hill yeah. Anderson. Mm. <laughs> Serena Deeb attacks Yukushida during her entrance and then uses her leg. They have the match anyway, which Deeb wins very quickly, destroying Shida's leg until the referee stops it. Shida's checked on by a member of the medical team afterwards, but Deeb attacks her with a kendo stick until referees pull her away. Fair so enough. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the action in this feud, but it, it's starting to get a little bit like what we criticise WWE feuds for, which is that you've got two people feuding, so let's have them wrestle each other all the time and then wrestle each other one more time. That's what I'm getting from this. There's no proper blow-off. Yeah, I agree. No. Yeah. Deep yeah, did promise this last week, though. She was like, no more Mrs. Nice Woman. Mm, uh, she did. I'm going to be dirty. I'm going to be filthy. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, she was. This was yeah. disgusting. Oh, uh, it, it was mighty. good. Good from her. I kind of forgot because she's so technically good that when we all first noticed her, or most of us, it was through her character stuff as like the straight edge society. So I forgot that she was good at the character things as well, but she is. I had to rewatch her doing the knee, the, the chop block on the ramp a few times because she scooted along that floor like a demon. Like, yeah. a, de- like a demon spider. It was incredible how she got Demon King! <laughs> Just as she goes. Aye, the tech is on show there. The footwork. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Ross. You're welcome. Matt Hardy says he's going to send Penta to hospital like his brother, Fenix. They have a match which Penta wins before calling out Malachi Black afterwards. Uh, It's not a great match, but it was... uh, Let's just move on. Uh, Black attacks Penta and tries to rip off his mask, but the Varsity Blondes run out to save the day. The good guys surround the weekend in black, but the lights go out, and Brody King appears to clean house. The That's my current cousin. PW tag te- sorry, PWG <laughs> Tag Team Champion. So Excalibur's like, I know who they are! I book them! I was, um, when I was watching this, I, the, this, this was when um, I was watching this when I was um, meeting the cats. So Chutney was asleep on me, and I scared him off because I laughed so much because JR, the description, Excalibur's going like, it's Brody King. And JR goes, big tattooed man. <laughs> Just <laughs> like the... <laughs> like, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true. He's doing the audio description. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A big tattooed man enters the ring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Did he, uh, I don't know what, what was that officially? What was it? The Kings of the Dark Throne or the or Black something? Throne. Black Throne. Yeah. Just called them Tattoo. I tweeted this out a little while ago. This is where we here we go. It's not and tattoo that, though, Matthew. It's tattoo. The letter, the the, the number T W O tattoo because there's two of them. And they both got tattoos. Oh, that's like all the things she said. Yeah, yeah. That's all the things theme. she said. Yes. No, the theme should be not going to get us as oh, tattoos. You, prefer, that you prefer that one for some reason. I don't know. They're not going gonna to get, get us. us. I don't know. Oos. They're not going to get us. Oh, hand signal as well. That's reminded me. Tattoo once represented Russia at Eurovision, but after they were famous. 
and and get you'll never guess it. I think it's Finland who's representing someone next there this year do you remember the Rasmus yeah the I saw that yeah they're going to be on Eurovision this year Finland isn't it yeah right I'm buzzing for some reason it's because I think they're going to do in the shadows they're obviously not going to do in the shadows you did you didn't even mean to sound Irish there Jack but you did when you what went, did I say alright yeah. right. <laughs> He's like a double agent. He's forgot what his real accent is. I've been Irish all this time and you never knew. Yeah, yeah. I had to throw you off with my bad Irish accent. Yeah, and Jack, uh, good luck. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Top of the board. <laughs> ah, got him. <laughs> Jack, do you want some tatoes? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I hate them. No. <laughs> Backstage, Leila Hirsch. Thinks Chris Statland is focusing too much on Britt Baker rather than their upcoming six-woman tag match. Red Velvet tries to keep them both on track. That match the acting, is... The acting was sensational week. in this mm. one. It was, yes. Hey, girls, I want you two to get on the same page. <laughs> I'm annoyed at you. No, I'm annoyed <laughs> at you. <laughs> yeah. No, you. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's fine. And then the acclaimed beat Bear Country in a tag match for attacked and beaten down by Sting and Darby Allen. The highlight of this was... Um, when Sting came down and hit his um, his bat, that's the way I'm looking for him. I'm thinking, stick in my head. Hit his stick off the boombox. And Tony <laughs> Schiavone, I think it was, and currently goes, get your hands off that boombox. <laughs> Just really loud. <laughs> I would love it if with Sting... <laughs> If his weapon was just like he'd been down the forest and he just found a, a branch. <laughs> ah! Get away. Oh no, his trademark sting stick. <laughs> it looks like the it looks like the poo wand from uh, The Apprentice. You're almost watching that. The, the poo what? wand? The poo wand? That made sense. If you haven't seen it, never mind. <laughs> okay. Watch The Apprentice back to back last night and both teams consecutively ended up doing designs that looked an awful lot like poo. Which the designers point out looks a bit turdy, and even so Lord Sugar's like, "What is it with you lads and scat?" Oh, hi. He's Lord Sugar now, not Sir Alan. Oh, he's been Lord Sugar for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, Darth Sugar. <laughs> uh, we got a video package from Pack, who talks about how he was blinded by Malachi Black, but now his perspective is clearer than ever. So you know when we Ooh. did those bits, we had an eye patch. He goes, "He kind of see, he kind of see." Ha ha ha. He can't see. Yeah. He literally can't see. Yeah. He's got full I'm, biker. I'm sure the, the YouTube clip for this is called, like, Goodbye, Mr. Bastard. <laughs> Let me, sorry, I need to try and find this. No, Give just a second. Like, well, sorry, Mr. Bastard, but your site may never come back. It was, I know um, this someone print screened on Twitter because they did site S-I-T-E. Did they? Oh. Change it now. Mr. Um, Bastard's reminding me of Max and Paddy when they go to jail and the... The, the lead prisoner who like runs the show is called Raymond the Bastard and they're like it's a pleasure to meet you Mr. Bastard <laughs> the, YouTube is, uh, the YouTube clip is called I'm sorry Mr. Bastard your site may never return <laughs> right, <nailed it. laughs> uh, that sounds like an episode of Some Mothers Do Happen <laughs> I'm but sorry I... Mr. Bastard <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds a bit whimsical it sounds like old it British really comedy does. Mr. Bastard. Well, <laughs> Mr. Bastard. Who worked do down you the... think if... you're kidding, Mr. Bastard? If you think your side's coming back. <laughs> just as, just oh. as Union Jack is going all the way up <laughs> the wrong way. Oh, dear me. Oh, God. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> 
It also sounds like it could be like a Zack Sabre Jr. finisher move. I'm sorry, Mr. Bastard, but you're signed. Meanwhile, Bud Hardy's upset about losing to Penta. Not as sorry as we were having him watch that match. And says maybe he focused too much in the air. Did he not? He was surprised that he lost. (laughs) Well, he was fighting for his family, wasn't he? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's true. Maybe he focused too much on the HFO and not enough on himself. Something has to change. Andrade says, somebody say change. And he says, hey, let's talk business. He goes, oh, yeah, you're right. Let's not do it in front of these cameras, though, so people can see us. And they go off. The private party start following us. No, 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 just just us. Ooh. Is oh. that the first time they've not been invited to the party? That's the question. Possibly. Normally, they're the VIPs. Mm. This is, they this run, is a they run business the party. party, though. Oh, no. <laughs> Boris Johnson was there. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I thought you were doing that deliberately. Oh, no, that guy didn't even realise. Uh. Can anyone confirm if wine or cheese was present at the uh. business meeting of Matt Hardy and oh, Andrade? Dear. The business garden meeting. <coughs> oh, whatever. Hey, we move on. With a DJ? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then the main event, Sammy Guevara defends the TNT title against Daniel Garcia, with Jericho and Kingston watching on from ringside. Midway through the match, 2.0 attack them on the outside, but back in the ring, Sammy kind of hits the GTH to retain the title, and that's being polite to retain it. Yeah. And then David Crockett, like he did a battle of the belt, in case you didn't see it the first time, presents Sammy with the belt, the interim belt, but 2.0 attack the champ and beat him down. And Joker and Kingston fight them off. They get each other's way and have a stare down to end the show. Come on, Jericho and Eddie, just get it over with. Come yeah. on. Uh, Kingston, hurry up and lose to Jericho already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd love it if Kingston won, but I know you're not going to. Jerich- oh not happening. Jericho is becoming the, the new Cody, isn't he? Yes. Oh, he's worse than Cody. No. Sure. Cody was worse than Jericho is. at his no. no. Cody's worst promo is still better than Jericho's best. Ooh. Was that good Jericho promo? Do you mean current Jericho? Oh, yeah, like, hey, current, current, Jericho, current when he was one, younger, no. was a hell of a promo. Okay, right. Oh, yeah, I'm not talking like nine Jericho. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, like, like this one now. Day. Okay. Oh, yeah, Cody's a better promo now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When was Jericho's last good one? Yeah. I enjoyed the... It was right at the start of AW, though, over Dynamite, but I enjoyed the one where he introduced the Inner Circle, and I enjoyed the one... But it was more of like a vignette where they mocked Cody Oh, yeah, Randy's. vignettes have been so good, but all right. He did Cody a good one where he had the... Inner Circle sort of lined up like troops at Daly's place, I remember. And he did mm. like a, he was like the leader of the military going into war against somebody. I can't yeah, remember who it was. Right, that, that was, that was a good one. That might be the last good cool. one. So he's just several years ago. Fantastic. Yeah. The one where he laughed at Paige Van Zandt for having an OnlyFans. That was pretty. Oh, yeah. Spot, spot hey, on. woman, you're yeah. female. Crap. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you don't even eat Yorkies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good promo. Uh, AW this week was too little spread over too much. They've got Rampage, they had Battle of the Belt, and they had this episode of Dynamite. And it was, there were some good bits, but it's mostly just trying to fill in the gaps until a lot of the wrestlers are still able to. Because there's no there Danielson, of... there's no Pac, there's no Cody, there's none of these lads. These were just some stuff that yeah. happened. There was, was a lot of Daniel Garcia. And I don't a mind lot him, of Garcia. But there was yes. a lot of the fact that he was on so much of it, I was like, People are missing here. Why was Battle of the Belts on this week? Was it just to go against Impact? No, there's a. They've got the deal to have these regular specials on oh, with TBS. Yeah, yeah, it's their Clash of the Champions. People said but... fair dues. Yeah, the main event was good though. I enjoyed mm. the main event. It was all right. Yeah, it had shades yeah. of everything. One it... big long episode of Dark this week. Yeah, it wasn't the strongest week of AW, was it? but you know, 
But at least, at least a lot of it, though, at its best, though, at least it made sense and set up stuff for later on. Yeah. I'll say that yeah. much. It was nothing here. It was like, this just doesn't exist. This exists for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was the long, productive week of wrestling. If you've missed and skipped ahead to the next bit, you've missed a lot of dodgy impressions and dick <laughs> jokes. <laughs> Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> Ah, now it's time to have a little look in the mailbag. Uh, good morning, Cultaholics. Good morning. Below oh. is a list of all the statistics I tracked down through the Hall of Fame in 2021, with some oh. additional fun facts thrown in to keep you entertained. I hope you enjoy. I've been waiting to send you this email for a year. Oh, um, um, that was a risk because we might have missed it, so I'm glad we've yeah. got it in. Also, my question, what is your favourite segment on the podcast? Thanks, Chop. Well, let's read all these cool bits, then answer your lovely question. Thanks again, Chop. Amount of successful inductions. We'll do it condescending order. Uh, Adam slash Sam, one. Andrew, two. Tom with three. Jack with 10. Ross with 12. Matthew with 21. Oh, oh my God. Be on the most him. podcast, though, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm, not bit, I'm not bitter. Amount of appearances. Uh, Andrew with two. Adam with three. Sam with four. Tom with seven, Ross with 40, Jack with 45, Mafu with 49. Wow. Ah. Wow. Andrew and Tom got three Hall of Famers in seven appearances. That's crazy. It's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> a longest streak of successful inductions was Mafu with three in a row from January 15th to the 29th and March 19th to April 2nd. The longest drought between successful inductions of the main three was Ross with 10 weeks of misses from May 14th to July 16th. Wow. Well, I like to sit here and take a chance with my Hall of Fames. I just don't go for the NHS or, or people who work in retail. Oh, what a shame. The shortest drought between successful inductions of the main three was Mafu, who never went more than four weeks without a win. Oh, thank you to NHS workers and uh, shop workers and all the rest who were watching. <laughs> there were 16 substitutions throughout the year, with there being at least one in every month from February to October. Okay. Well, and we do have, the... like, holiday time. Yeah. <laughs> this on. is, this <laughs> is a job, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and here is the full list of the inductions over 2021. Oh, uh, we're going to go through all these? Apparently, yeah. Mysterio calling a kid a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we need to say, and that's it. Andrew. Eh? Mafu. Oh, okay. Uh, Pachiti's Twitch fans. Mafu again. Uh, Ross's girlfriend, Kayla. Ross. Ross's mum. Oh, because yeah. you thought Kayla was the name. Oh, yeah, because you thought Kayla was my mum. Was that a year ago? Yeah. Yeah, that was like forever wow. ago. Well, a legendary mistake. Uh, Nia Jax's hole. That's Andrew. <laughs> Mafu's mum. Ross. That's fair enough. <laughs> Miz being WWE champion. Mafu. Did I do oh, that? That's fair enough. It was a nice time. What was, was I thinking? He deserved that. <laughs> Must be off my head. Sorry about that. Um, MVP. Adam. Uh, the Revolution Pyro Botch. Well, that's Mafu. Darlington Stadium. Mafu, I forgot about that. How did Because then he win? died a month later. And all of you, hey, Matthew, that guy oh. you talking about the podcast has popped his clogs. That was the longest Hall of Fame segment ever as Mafu ran down the history of George <laughs> Reynolds. Yes. And it won. I can't believe it. Oh, my God. I'm so proud of that one. Seamus, Mafu. Wow, some really wild picks here. Uh, Trent's mom, Sue. Ross. Volta. Mafu. Wow. wow. I was retrying some of these weeks. I think Ross has got a point. Pachini's <laughs> horse and Red Dead 2. Jack. Called okay. the Holly FC. Jack. 
Yes. Long boy, the tallest mallard. Ross. We fat dog from Facebook, Mafu, absolutely. Carl the book, taxi driver. Come on, that. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> that was a good night. That was a good night. They are, oh, I can never get this right. The automaton. 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 Oh, that, that was Andrew's right. little instrument, wasn't oh, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God's sake. Oh. Oh. That sounds oh. more vulgar than it needed to be. Kevin Clark. Jack. Oh, he was the um, actor who played the drummer on School of Rock, who died. Oh, oh, yeah. there you go, yeah. Alistair Jack. Alistair Jack. Sam. What? I don't remember what that was. Did someone? <laughs> Why was that a thing? Did that, someone yeah. Photoshop my face on Alistair? Maybe. That's all it takes. Uh, Grumpy Triple H. That's Matthew. Oh, was that because of the Melter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely happy with that one. Dom West. Matthew, and he's, still, he's uh, recovering well. Yeah. On Jeff Jarrett, so that's good. Mark Hoppus, Jack. Who's, who's in remission? There we go. Tyler Breeze. Maffi- Did I? Tyler Breeze? Okay, whatever. But it's um, just been, must have just been after he got released. Yeah, know? you know, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's the sympathy vote, as you can Pandre. see, is a recurring theme here. <laughs> His cat, Pablo. Tom. Okay. The concept of integrity. Ross. Oh. Yeah. I think this was about the Hall of Fame, because obviously Tom nominated Pablo. When I'm oh, in, there we go. Mams and stuff. And yeah. Andrew getting... And oh, yeah, you know ill. what? I think, yeah, Ross, yeah, I didn't agree with you at the time, but look at this back of the hindsight. Yeah, he had a point, mate. Um, Andrew getting chopped. Mafu. What a great time that was. Tom's good lady. Jack. Why is it written like that? Because that's how Tom says it. That's how Tom says oh, it, yeah. okay. The Upper East Side. Jack. <laughs> what? That's mine, Ross phrases, and um, who's the other? Oh, Tom's desk upstairs in the office. Oh, that up at East Side, right? Yeah. Baron Corbin and brackets poor Matthew. Oh, no, that's well deserved. I love that gimmick. Uh, his drip for SummerSlam, Ross. Pandering. Of course. Crying fan from Punk's debut, Ross. Pirates, Matthew. Because I've been playing Assassin's Creed Black Flag. That's oh, right. right. AW All Out, the pay-per-view of the year. Mafu, another easy pick. Uh, confident laptop couple. Oh, no, ah! I haven't done it yet. Oh, oh, oh I know why Chop oh. sent this in. That's right. We're still waiting on part two of that, aren't we? Yeah, we are, we are, we are. We are, we fair are. enough, fair enough. Uh-huh. I've, had COVID. I've had COVID for that's six right, months. That's right, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, now you've got you've had COVID for the next two, three years. Huh? Yeah. Uh, Ross and Kayla, Tom, that's very nice. Armed Anderson, Matthew, meme of the year. Oh, Tom nominated Ross and Kayla because he had to leave there. He had to run off. He didn't know he was on the radio. Yeah. He had to leave them for a bit. We went to the Alchemist in Eldon Square. And then 10 minutes in, 10 minutes in, Tom was like, oh my God, I'm on the radio. I'm like, no problem, Tom, you go. (laughs) And he came back for a meal later on. That was nice. With his good lady. Yeah. Uh, Luchasaurus, because I thought he was underrated and people agreed with me. So that was nice. Local microwave signing. <laughs> Absolutely the standout <laughs> performer of that 2021 class. Chris, would you say my microwave? <laughs> JR's impression of Vincent Mann's laugh. In the from Ross. <laughs> Ross, could you do that laugh again? What was it? It was like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, it was the last bit. He did it, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Mama Gina. Tom Campbell's YouTube uh, favourite. Oh, yes. 
Meltzer's review of costume. Oh, yes, yeah. Meltzer review of John Morrison dressed up as Dave Meltzer. Okay, yeah, that one I'll stand by. Eddie Kingston's Tribune article by Ross, another belter. That's Hangman win the belt. Easy goal for Mafu. Uh, the Christmas party discourse, Jack. Oh, that went well, didn't it? <laughs> Salty Jack. It was Making a really Bret Hart look like end. an optimist. Bloody hell. Really fun night in the end, to be fair. It was, yes. The concept of bass. Oh, no, I'm happy with that one. The concept That's of it, AKA what? bathing in my own filth, as Ross would oh, put baths. it. Oh, baths. Oh, sorry. Yes. So you said so, bass, like the fish. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be silly. Uh, next week, the rock's penis. Ross. Yeah! <laughs> and of course, the Christmas party, Ross. Yes. Hope you enjoyed. Thank you very much, Chop. The question is... Cheers, Chop. Uh, what's the what favourite segment? segment on the podcast? Ooh, that's a good question, actually. Oh, mine's the Hall of Fame, easily. It is actually my favourite segment. I like the mailbag. Fair enough. It's nice seeing... Um, Sometimes you have to guess. Hopefully people like this. And then we read the mailbag going stuff like, hello, lads, woof, woof, moo, moo. You're like, oh, that did work. Phew. Mm. That's a relief. What about yourself, Ross? Uh, mine's This Week in Wrestling. Because I feel like yeah. it's where we get most of our material and laughs from on the that's podcast. True, actually, yeah. We do come Tuesday and all that. It takes a lot of work goes into This Week in Wrestling. <laughs> having to watch Certainly all the does. wrestling and take notes and stuff and yeah. research. And... But now I think mm. like it's, it's where we get our most value for money from. I feel like that one's the one... I feel like we earned that one the most, whereas the Hall of Fame is just really silly. Uh, thank you, Chop, for collating all of the picks as well. That was that was a nice little trip down the last year. Certainly was. Hi, you big, beautiful bastards. <laughs> this is being sent at the last minute, but since there has been a gutting of the NXT writing team, and most of the staff there were Triple H guys, what do you think the future holds for Big Paul? Thank you for all you do, guys. The podcast is the highlight of my week. I love having you guys coming in my ears as I pump iron. In brackets, that's a funny name for a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Keep being legends. Ben from Warrington. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Oh, Warrington. (laughs) Bit of a rugby town there and a bit of a rugby sense of humour that's gone on there as well. Oh, dear me. <laughs> yes, we can see what bits of the podcast you'd like. Uh, what does the future hold for Big Paul? Uh, I've got no idea. Re- uh, yeah, it sounds like a really real couple. I have no idea because who else would take him? Can he who now- else would take him? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, he's not going to go to AEW. Can he's you imagine? He's not damaged. He's not impact. Damaged. He's not damaged goods like a Mario Balotelli or some or a Hatam Ben Arthur, someone like that. This you is Triple H we're speaking about. No, I reckon loads of places would take him. Oh uh, yeah, like New Japan. I think it's an interesting. I, I hope we find out. Well, yeah, yeah, I do hope we find out if like he was in on like the releases, if he was kept in the loop, or whether he was just finding this out after it had, like after Road Dog and after who else, whoever else was left Regal. NXT. Regal, yeah, they're the two big ones. Who, um, who, who, or Samoa Joe and people that whoever left, like after they left. Oh my god, what, what's happened to my brain here? I've had a brain fart completely here. I hope he was in the loop. That's what I'm trying to say. I hope he didn't find out about the releases after they happened. I think that's the interesting thing, and I hope we find that out. It would be good if you uh, found out via cultaholic.com slash <laughs> news reporting it. I doubt it. I feel like, um, 
because he likes a bit of the game. So he knows he's, he's got the triple jump. Go on, Jack. Sorry. Oh, oh dear. I feel like. Uh... Oh, I'm, I'm legitimately sorry for that one. I feel like maybe you'll... it depends, obviously, how he, how quickly and how well he's recovered medically. But he could have a retirement match, I suppose. But I don't know what, what in terms of his role behind the scenes, what's next at all? Because Nick Khan's totally just moved in. Like it's weird. It'd be interesting if he's like, nah, I'm not coming back. Like considering he's part of part of the McMahon family, isn't he? That would be a bit awkward. It's very but interesting. But I'd love the ructions though. I'd love the drama. That'd be great. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. I have no idea what's gonna happen with him though, because he's like, Well, what what do you do here? It's the, if... just the timing is so interesting, oh. like how he had the big health scare and then like the following months is when his was made of Yeah. The thing he's built over many years, that's when it's all come crumbling down. I'll say it's it's interesting that we're going through this period because at least we're getting there's a distinctive bit where we go, oh, this is the current time we're in now because COVID's made like perception of time and what's actually happened, uh, when and where, completely thrown me for a loop. Yeah, like what's the difference between 2020 and 2022 in terms of events? I don't know. A few years ago, I'll go with it. it happened between the these three years. That's all I know. But now we're at the period where, hey, you know what? World domination plan. Nah, put the brakes on. Taking the keys oh. out of the ignition, that's not happening now. Global uh, localization? No. no. How about no? How so about screw NXT? Though. So, that's the most yeah. fascinating thing of it all. It's like, that's the new, new era we're, we're in. I reckon you'll be AEW champion within the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. TNT no, champion. You know what? If he has that match with Jericho, Jericho's like, oh, okay. Just so you know, we'll have a match. Uh, but over here, I eat you. All right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. I'll hit your dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His, <laughs> his, my, his, my wife and her dog. Ignore those flags, the Karen. And uh, yeah, you, you walk that dog. You walk that dog for a bit. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'll keep on walking until we tell come in. Look at his square nose, everybody. Huh? Look at his square, square nose. nose. Square nose. Come on, party. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> Hi, lads. First, I'm going to walk the Triple H triangle when I'm in Newcastle part-time. That's my gimmick! <laughs> Hi, lads. First, thank you for getting me into wrestling. And as a... As a oh, here we go. As a Vancouverite in Ooh. Canada, I'd never known that British wrestling existed. And waiting for the Zoidberg elbow or Jack's next insecure rumble <laughs> helps keep me going through some very hard times. Fair enough. <laughs> you folks have, in a way... Been by my side as I recovered from being hit by a train. Oh. And some weeks later, I had a tree fall on my head. It says, this is true. Don't work in the film industry. Christ. Wow. You guys also helped loads of my partner, Melissa, who was diagnosed with terminal cancer at 33. She was an amazing human, and she often visited Newcastle as her best friend lives only a few blocks from your office. It may seem like a, uh, such a little thing, but those times I could sneak off and listen to the podcast help support me stay strong and help her find as peaceful a death as we could get her to. So thank you so much. I wish you all so much in 2022. Not my question. Well, before we oh, well, change gears there, yeah, hang absolutely. on. Yeah, uh, yeah. To Christopher, thank you very much for your uh, sincere thoughts there. We're very happy that the very little we can do in these crazy, crazy times, mm. which don't seem to be stopped anytime soon, is help out a little bit with some complete nonsense for a few hours about yeah. wrestling and just our thoughts and stuff like that. Um, and all the best for you, pal, all right? 
Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Now onto the question. Now onto the question. People complain a lot about WWE's brand split. What do you think about keeping only the men's, women's, and tag champions brand specific while allowing everyone else to move between shows? It seems like it would achieve the brand identities they want while allowing their shameful, shameful creative team a bit more freedom. <laughs> Cheers and kind regards, Christopher. Thank you, Cheers, Christopher. Christopher. Um, I liked when they did it. Do you remember when they first did the brand split and they had like, I think it was like Undertaker was the champion, but he could go on both brands and that. I like it in theory, but I, it hasn't worked with the like the women's tag belts. But then that's just because there's no women's tag teams, I suppose. What do you think? I don't really, I'm not, I'm torn on this one. Christopher's going the other way, isn't he? He said the champion. Oh, sorry. Champions be brand specific, but everyone else gets to flow. Oh, mm. oh, right. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I don't know. I think it's worth a go, me. Yeah. You can have people like work their way up to the top of the card on a show and then make the show about them, but then have anybody challenge them. So it's like, it works. I reckon it works well with heels being the champions more so than baby faces. More Brett, fresh got, opponents. Yeah, it's got legs. I think it's got legs. It's got legs. It's got legs. I think that's a good idea as well. And, and, also, the, yeah. and also, I hate the. It also avoids the problem because the draft happening just before Survivor Series is so silly. I'd like for Survivor Series to maybe go back to other storylines rather than just where from Raw and where from SmackDown. Let's have a let's have a fight. Yeah, yeah, I agree with everything you two just said. Can't add any more stuff to that. But thank you very much, Chris, for that lovely question. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, cheers, Chris. Hey lads, imagine for a moment that you're at a house party. And the orcs cord is flapping in the breeze, unattended. <laughs> As you drunkenly make your way to plug in your phone, you think how oh, this is the perfect opportunity to show all those frat boys oh. what attending a premium live event is really all about. Do you understand that, Matthew? Yes. The you only boy. have time to queue up three pro wrestling themed tunes before you're thrown out the party. What <laughs> will you choose? <clears throat> that is from Ben from Wollongong, Australia. Thank you, Ben. Which is a real place, by the way. I googled it last night. Oh, okay. Thank you. It's a real place. Thank you, Ben. Ben's clearly been watching mine and Ross's tier lists. Um, Uh, So so was it with you and the frat boys still? Ross can explain his thing. Well, we coined the the frat boy penetration scale in terms of wrestling themes, whereby you're walking down the street and you see a group of frat boys in the distance and you (laughs) you get a bit wary whether you can walk by the frat boys without getting attacked. So you have to put some music on your head to make you feel a bit more brave. So you put on a, a, a theme, for example, like Jamie Hayter's theme in AEW, and that will allow you to penetrate the frat boys, their circle. <laughs> Thank you, Ross. <laughs> so without, without a care in the world. But then Ross would often use the example on the tier lists of, you know when you're walking down Northumberland Street and you see a group of frat boys? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> But then he said, "It depends what end you're at. Because if you're at the end near Haymarket where the unis are, then yes, you might well see some frat boys. Because obviously, frat boy culture is huge in the UK. Yeah, I've got leather jackets and slick back hair and <laughs> shoe up, shoe up, and up, and That's what they're all doing in Newcastle. Hey, look so, at this guy over here. Don't stare at Oh no! <laughs> quick, let me put Goldberg's theme on. Quick. <laughs> Hey nerd, what listening to wrestling games, nerd? <laughs> so does he want? Does he want our big, our most powerful, the ones that make us feel the most like we can walk through a wall of frat boys? Or does no, he I want? No, I think it's what you put in a party. But I thought it was to 
because he, he's acknowledged. You need to impress get... the frat boys, though. You need to throw that anyway. Oh, right. Okay, you need to impress yeah. them. So imagine, right, the deck's there in the corner of the room. You've got a group of frat boys. Well, I wouldn't put any wrestling themes on at all. Oh, no. You but you've wouldn't. got to. <laughs> okay. Okay. What wrestling themes are socially acceptable outside of wrestling? I'm just going for ones that make me feel brave. So okay. I'm going to go for hmm. Jamie Hater's current AEW theme, because I think it's a banger. I'm going for Simon Dean's. Not Ooh. Simon Dean. Simon Diamond's ECW oh, theme. Oh, this is Simon oh. Dean. Simon dun, Dean. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll go for Simon Dean. Simon oh, Diamond STH, Simon Says. Yes. Which I didn't realize was a band full of the ladies. I thought it was a fella singing the lyrics, but apparently it's a, a, an all-female band, isn't it? Matthew, you might know something more to this about me. The only thing I know about Drain STH is this song. There you go, then. Sorry. There's two, and for a third one, for the frat boy penetration of a song, I'll go for Baron Corbin's first theme. Oh. The one with a motorbike on it. That'll get the frat boys going. That is a good one. <laughs> Not that one. The one before that one. Oh. <laughs> I'm Baron Corbin. I am the darkness. I am. I didn't mind that one either, though. That was oh. all right. I'll go for um, the first one that came to mind, even though it's not one of my favorite themes, but it, it is it does work on the frat boy penetration scale. Is "Light in the Sand"? It's just so <laughs> such a crunching riff, but it would take it would just drain the life out of the house party because it takes so long to get going. Um, uh, me and Owen watched Wrestle Kingdom recently, uh, so I'll go for Okada's theme. That's a that's a belter. That's a really good one. Makes you feel brave as well. Can you think of it, Matthew? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. I've made it sound really generic. Thank you, Jack. Go back and watch that again. It's the way your hand was there. You go, I was playing the guitar, yeah. It didn't look like... I was, I was. I was playing the guitar. And finally... Um, ooh. do you remember this would this would really this would empty out the party I wouldn't be the only one kicked out but do you remember AJ Styles theme Demigods <laughs> yeah uh, uh, that one when was that Ring New of Japan Orange? New Japan sorry oh. the, uh, 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 uh. This is my time, my life, my my rules, my rhymes. Audio muted due to copyright reasons. That's all I <laughs> yeah, remember I've his theme being in New Japan. I've, I've done it. Oh yeah, um, demigods by AJ Styles. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I would probably pick uh, Titus O'Neil's singles one just to exp- just to spread the love. They want to talk. Adam Shh. Adam once told me that was terrible. What? We did a tier list on like the CFO dollar oh, sign. Oh, I think I remember era. this. Yeah, yeah. And he, he, I was saying that's a it's a top tier theme, and he wouldn't believe me. The the, the sting at this is it the sting? Is that the right word? Dun, at the start. What they're talking about? You know, it's like, yeah, it's like, you didn't like that. <laughs> you didn't like nightmare either, which my, which I'm reminded of, like to remind him of occasionally. All right, I put that on because that's a banger. Uh, I put on the Public Enemies theme. Are you alright there, Ross? He looks right. like he's in a music video. I was trying to work out yeah, like a night. I've got like three images on Facebook. Of me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't know why I had like, a beautiful stranger by Madonna go through me head. I was like, da 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 Oh no. I need to give it a good spin. Hang on. Let's get this done properly. Go on, man. I'm so scared. Go on, give it a dead alive. Oh god. It's just all gone wrong. Just the third of the microphone. For audio listeners, Ross is trying to do like a point of view spin with the camera. He's got it mounted on something, but oh. it's not worked very well. It's all oh. gone wrong. <laughs> right, oh. headphones are there. Can you hear me? <laughs> we, we can, yes. Oh, thank God for that. Right, we're too busy laughing to say that. We had the chaos. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> oh, here we go. Downing Street apologises to the Queen for two parties held in the building the night before Prince Philip's funeral. Two in one night. Get them, oh, Liz. Sorry, we were happy he was dead. Just for audio listeners there, Ross had a technical mishap, possibly linked to when he tried to spin with all the wires connected. It was a self-inflicted wound. I (laughs) apologise to all concerned. Let's crack on. Podcast equivalent to bleeding his forehead from Ross. Uh, I think I was picking the last thing. Uh, Anticlimatically picking the Public Enemies theme. Gold days of ECW. Oh, the mur- murderer. Just seeing the people in the frat, frat boys doing, doing it. Here come the hot And yeah, they all stop what they're doing and doing that. Oh, they look at me and start heading towards me. Banger on the mind. <laughs> so I switch out and put the Gun Club's AW theme on, which Uh-oh. has no right to be as good as it should be. That's a good shout. Was that two or three? That was my third. That's oh, what was your first one, first. sorry? Which one was your first? Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil, of Singles course, yes, yes, of course. Dun, 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 dun. They well, want to talk. talk. Hmm. We've what made some really good about? picks there, I think. We have. Those frat have. boys will be impressed. <laughs> Those frat boys certainly will. And you know what else will impress them? Sending a lovely email or message or thought to the lovely people here at Cultaholic at mailbag at cultaholic.com. Ah, five of some wrist piss. I'm an American who many years ago <laughs> fell in love with British panel shows. Oh. I was watching an episode of this podcast where Ross mentions Bob Mortimer and would I lie to you as insane truths. Quote, <laughs> no one knows what we're talking about right now, but I popped. Hearing two of my favorite things crossover got me thinking, who would win in these tag team matchup pairings wrestlers with panel show comedians? Oh, I've had a look at the, the names now. This should be fun. Uh, we'll go fastest thought first. Ross, Jack, Mafu, Bob Mortimer, and Triple H versus Vic Reeves and Shawn Michaels. Sorry, was this on? Would I like you specifically, or just in general? In I general, the there's a bunch of them. Oh, I'll go for Bob and Triple H. And Triple H. I think Bob and Triple H. I reckon Bob, even though Vic's taller, I think Bob's sneakily harder than Vic. So yeah, really depending on what period of both guys. Because <laughs> yeah, if it is the '90s, then Reeves. Oh, really? Bob has had, like Triple H, has had longer Aston power. Oh, if it sucks that. Both had yeah. heart issues as well, haven't they? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, if, yeah. if Triple H is a heel in this scenario, can we get heel Bob Mortimer, which is Graham Lister? That would be fantastic. <laughs> Reeves? Yes. You work shy fuck. Yeah. 
Oh, Fantastic. you know what? Shawn Michaels comes out at, I think I'm cute, I know I'm sexy, but Vic Reeves coming out oh, Mr. Songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> Write me a song. Yeah, no, Vic, Vic and Shawn. I was watching um, a bit of the Houdinani. This oh, yes. Years. Vic yep. Reeves was on it. Yeah. yeah. Doing, doing Dizzy. He can't sing still, but it was still nice to see. It's because him and Bob, him and uh, Jules, sorry, are very, very good friends, aren't they? They're on Gogglebox together, Celebrity yeah. Gogglebox. I'm he's, surprised. He's there every year with his wife, isn't he, Vic? That's is nice. It, is he still married to the one who went to the jungle? I've forgotten her name, sorry. He's, I know, me too, but he's married to a blonde lady. Whether she's the same one, who knows? <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, David Mitchell and Baron Corbin. <laughs> on. Lee Mack and Ricochet. <laughs> oh god not even Mate. Lee Mack has saved Ricochet could he I've yeah. got to go for David and Baron I'm going for Lee Mack and Ricochet I think Lee Mack's quite handy probably <laughs> I don't know Lee Mack's good but Ricochet he just has no charisma not even with himself <coughs> David Mitchell and Baron Corbin they get along well that's a buddy cop movie waiting to happen, isn't it? Certainly is. Are we judging these? What are we judging these in a fight or what? The physical well, I'm thinking... shut my eyes. I'm imagining them on uh, eight out of ten casters countdown. Oh, right. I was thinking a fight. You sound Irish there again. Fight. Oh, I, oh, I was. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking a fight. Oh, right, I put more Johnny on, on, oh, so, on purpose there. Right. I was like, when you get in an Uber and I make my accent more local, I went like to comments. Yeah. Oh, I was. I was thinking it was a fight, eh? <clears throat> right, so we're judging them in a wrestling match. By the way, before you do that, I'm glad you, I'm glad you do that as well, Jack. You know, oh. I'm like, I talk like this when I'm out, but then I'm like, got the taxi, I'm like, all right, mate, can you take us <laughs> home? Yeah. And but then half works. of them, but then half of them still go, "What are you studying?" I'm like, "No, I'm from here. I'm not. Stop it." Oh, you're not from around here, like? I'm like, "God oh, damn it!" <laughs> so through my awful disguise. Anyway, Sarah Millican and Dewdrop. This is Sandy Toxfig and Alexa Bliss. <laughs> that one. Whoa. Sandy Toxfig and Alexa Bliss. That's, yeah. Yes. That, that is. Like Sandy. That is a great duo. I'm going for them. Right. Sandy I've, would take I've, them down with verbal barbs. I've betrayed my roots because Sarah Millican's from my neck of the woods very specifically, but can't overlook Sandy and Bliss. Yeah. <laughs> Sandy Bliss. Sandy and Bliss. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sounds uh, like a candle. <laughs> Mel, ooh, uh, Gedroich. Gedroich, thank you. And Charlotte Flair versus Sue Perkins and Becky Lynch. I was afraid when you said Mel Gedroich, you can't split up Mel and Sue. Con- controversially, though, I'm going to come at this again. The best Bake Off presenter tandem was Noel and Sandy. No! I'm going there. It's got to be Mel and Sue. No- Matthew, Noel and- Who's there, Matthew? No, it's me googling. I don't watch Bake Off. I know what oh, it is, right. but I didn't know. I'm like no, trying to do it Matt... stealthy, but I'm like, oh, why even bother? I think we can all agree that Nolan Matt Lucas is too silly. Like you need yeah. a sensible one, and yeah. it sometimes can distract from the integrity of the show. Nolan Sandy was good because she's she balanced him out, but I can't Mel and Sue for me. I'm afraid. What was the actual question again? Sorry, Mel and Charlotte versus Sue and Becky Lynch. Sue right. and Becky Lynch. Yes, yeah, Sue and Becky Lynch. That Sue Perkins has been on TV forever, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In lockdown, when Owen grew his hair, people said that he looked like Sue Perkins. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Sue has looked the same for like thirty oh. years at this point, surely. Yeah, she's right. allegedly she's fifty-two, which I can't she? believe. Bloody she hell. looks great. 
So does Mel, to be fair. She's aged well, but Sue's like... Sue I'm, sure, aged, I'm right? sure Sue was married to the presenter of Naked Attraction. I've forgotten her name. <laughs> oh, really? Was she Matthew? We've got Wikipedia there. <laughs> well, I know Naked Attraction so well. Um, private life, where my personal life. Will they ever get you on? They're still trying. <laughs> I'm a... Uh... No, I can't see. Well, but yeah, she is. I'm... Oh, she was, yeah. Uh, Bill Jupitus and Otis. Oh. <laughs> Versus Noel Fielding and Randy Orton. Oh, that doesn't work. That's... He's the Magic McCarty and Noel. Be no, because like... he's the, Rand... he's the uh, Matt Riddle type. Oh, okay. What should we call ourselves, Randy? Oh, should we be the the, the trifles in snake oil? Yeah. yeah. Here's something here. random. Plus, that I wasn't... was like Phil Jupiter on Buzzcocks. I was. It was all. He was always good. Always. Yeah. Mm. Value for money. Yeah. So I'll go for that one. I'll go for Phil Notice as well. But I would like to say that I'd rather it was Orton and Julian Barrett, the other Mighty mm. Boosh member. That would be better. But for in, in, in this instance, I'm going for Phil and Otis. Uh, Phil and Otis, not just because I love uh, Jupiter, but because I can't stand Noel Fielding. What's Phil Jupiter do these days? Where's Phil been? What's he I doing? don't know. I don't know. I remember seeing his his stand up when I was a kid and really finding it funny when he does an impression of Eddie Izzard. And Eddie Izzard throws a bottle of water at him from off stage because he's so angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that. It's I like that. He, he says that if, he says that Eddie Izzard should have been cast as Obi Wan Kenobi instead of Ewan McGregor, which really ages the. But he says, oh, "Wow, like, this this was a long time ago." But his his things are like, oh, "I'm Obi Wan Kenobi." Good thing. Uh, it's just really, really well done. <laughs> He's like, "Volavon, Darth Vader." <laughs> okay, I've got the cat lined up after we do this. Uh, Rob Beckett and the Young Bucks. Oh, there's Richard Iodi and Jurassic Express. Oh, <laughs> Rob Beckett one. and the Young Bucks. Why? Uh, just three twats. <laughs> <laughs> I like Rob, Be- Rob Beckett endeared himself to me when he got drunk at the Euros quite a lot in the summer. <laughs> I don't know too much about Rob Beckett, to be fair. Um, but yeah, I'll go for the second one. I, yeah, I'll go for... Richard Iwadi would... Yeah, I've got to still go for them. Was it him in Jurassic Express? Yes. Yeah, I'll go for them. Yeah, it's, that's an easy pick there for Richard and Jurassic Express. I can identify all these dinosaurs from my I thought you were going to say Richard and Judy, and my brain got a little shock when you went Richard and Jurassic. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Davies and Shanky <laughs> versus Richard Osmond and Omos. Oh, that's such a clash of titans. I've never cared for Richard oh. Osmond. Never cared for him. Um, but I'll go for the first one just so I can see Greg try and get Shanky do his best Chris Bank impression. <laughs> <clears throat> Greg and Shanky. Oh, he's, he's mixed up the teams really well. Because if it was Greg and Omos, it would be an absolute walkover. But he's he's mixed together. Like, I'm going to have to go for, for Richard and Omos because out of the two wrestlers, Omos, I think, seems less like he's going to fall over than Shanky does. I've completely forgot we're doing this in wrestling <laughs> matches again. I'm just getting off this on who's the funnier tandem. <laughs> oh, the funnier one. Oh, then Greg Davies is funnier. Yeah, of course. And Shanky's yeah, got bars, as we all know. In a fight, the, the modern-day Twin Towers is in the tag team. Not yeah, the of Middletons. course. Yeah, uh, they would were, they were win. Which yeah. is bad that I, I went and checked and seen if Greg Davies was bigger than Omos. He's, <laughs> he's six, six foot eight or something. Six eight. Is, is he, he actually, actually six, eight? Yeah, oh, and almost is seven three. So 
But then Richard Osman's always sat down on stuff, so like when he stands up, you're like, what? How tall's Richard Osman? Oh, very. Is he tall? Oh God! Oh, he's you a big seen... boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Google like Richard Osman tall. Richard Os- Osmond height. He is. You need to see it visually. He's six seven. Yeah, wow. he's huge. Richard Osmond six seven. No yeah, way. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. <laughs> Vince might actually book this match. You know that. Right? Yeah. Oh, I'm picking Greg Davies and Shanky just because he's funnier than Richard Osmond. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, it'll be a great match. It'll be a great fight, match. Yeah. 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 John Richardson and Rey Mysterio. <laughs> this is Rob Brydon and Dominic Mysterio. No, I can see John and Ray as I can, a, just, I can see it. John would just be like, now Ray, that's a bit too silly now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just go for a kick and a punch now. Let's not go for a six. <laughs> that's very good. That is I, actually I, a good one. Eh? I'm also going to go for them because I can see John Richardson wearing like a cardigan material lucha mask. And I think that would work very well. Yeah. I think Rob Bryden, as always, would try to make it all about him, and that would be the downfall of his team. I'm going for John Richardson and Rey Mysterio to win this fight. Oh, <laughs> my um, I had an ex-girlfriend whose weird crush was John Richardson. She like really fancied him, I which I didn't why. think was that. I didn't think that was that weird. I know, yeah, I thought no. he was quite a good-looking guy. Yeah, like a lot of comedians, he's he isn't like you know the back end of a whore. He's actually all right in the eyes. The back end of a what? <laughs> what? The back end of a horse. You did. You dropped the S a little bit when you said. <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> it's American me. I try to say horror. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I'm picking John Richardson and Rey Mysterio because uh, John Richard could probably beat up Rob Brydon in a fight, Ooh. and Richardson's funnier. Right, Rob Brydon's in like in shape, and he's got muscles. muscles yeah, he does. Everywhere. Is he? Yeah, there's that scene in Gavin and Stacey. You see him with his top off, and he is he is quite for his age. He's really in good shape. Yeah. What? This is so crazy. So Richard Osmond is really tall and Rob Bryden's fit. Yeah. <laughs> is he? Oh. Rob Bryden, fit. <laughs> Images. Open new incognito. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, you know what? A picture wow. is now. Richardson, <laughs> you deed. All right. Bryden <laughs> Dom. I was not that, ready for that. Second that coming of Gary Strider. <laughs> look at all that Welsh. That You're, Welsh really You're really good. You're really good. Pictures of Rob Bryan of it. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Albury and FTR. <laughs> okay. This is Bill Bailey, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. <laughs> oh, that's Well, good. it's guys, the, the first lot are actual fighters, whereas the second lot are too lovable. No, oh, they really are. But we saw Bill Bailey won Strictly Come Dancing, so he's very nimble. Deceptively so. He's going to need to be the runaway from Al. <laughs> yeah, I've got to go for the first ones as well. Oh, I remember seeing Al Murray for the first time because my mate put it on and I went, oh, here we go. Because I didn't realise we're supposed to be ironic. I thought mm. it was going to be legitimately like, eh, pub landlord, sex is a way, or whatever. And he was like, he started talking. I went, oh, this guy's really smart. Oh, yeah. I had no yeah. idea. No one had told me. I've been smartened up for the business. So I'm going to pick <laughs> Al for doubt. Al Murray, Al Murray fame was shattered. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, Russell Brand and MJF. Versus Jimmy Carr and Cody. Oh my god. Whoa. Jimmy Carr and Cody Rhodes. Both in their suits. Oh, oh phenomenal. God. I watched the Jimmy Carr stand up, his, his newest thing on Netflix the other day, his darkest material. How is it? Could be darker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was Russell Brown and MJF. Oh. Well, isn't it was all. Namaste stuff, isn't he? Yeah. Russell Brands. He'd, he'd be at one with. 
he'd be at one with nature. I reckon he's got a, a good core strength to him, Russell Brand. So I'll go for him, that team. So I reckon the opposite. I reckon he weighs nothing like a doll. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go for Cody and Jimmy Carr. But that's that's a weak one to end well, on. Jimmy I don't... Carr be able to move. He seems to be very robotic, doesn't he? <laughs> the bit well, no, they could. They, well, the match would start, and they could away and have one of the people uh, take his place. But when they do the bit on countdown, <laughs> there's that bit of. Um... I mean, no, sorry, no, they don't. There's that I, bit of... How do those how do those bits work in front of the studio audience? By the way, I have no idea. When he does still random laugh. things, but yeah, yeah, they go look. I'm going to do the thing, and then they get some guy to replace him, and they never show his face, and then I'm like, but the audience laughs. I think I'm really like, what it. does that look like to them? Yeah. Oh, right, sorry, I went off right there. Um, I'll, I'll just really love the bit of I can't remember which show it's on, like eight out of ten cats or something, where Richard I, he says something to Richard Iwadi, and Richard Iwadi goes like, he doesn't answer his question and goes like, sorry, you, just, you look so much like Roger Federer. <laughs> oh, I saw that. I saw <laughs> that. Yeah, so yeah. Good. And it, you know what? He was right. <laughs> yes, he was. All right. Um. Oh, probably Jimmy and Cody. Because they know that they're awful people. <laughs> Jimmy doesn't go, I'm a light-hearted comedian who says family-friendly stuff. He's like, no, he knows what he is. Russell Brand and MJ, oh, my, no. I might, I might throw my TV out the window. <laughs> anyway, thank you for all the content you put out. You keep wrestling fun, even when the wrestling products isn't very fun. Much love. Carl from Orlando. Carl, that was much, great. Kyle. Thank you, Carl. Oh, hope the weather's nice over there. Was it Carl or Kyle, guys sorry? Kyle. Oh, sorry, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah, oh, I know you guys sometimes have that two days of rain over there in London. It's quite messy. Sorry to hear that. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. But thank you very no, much for that wrist piss. If no, you have any wrist... I've been to Orlando and it, the humidity was awful. Oh, the humidity. Oh, isn't it bad? It's a lovely sunny day and it's no, warm. No, it was. I preferred Vegas because it was just desert dry heat. Orlando was sticky, man. It was hot. It was awful. Yeah, couldn't be me. <laughs> uh, please, if you have any Reese Piss to send to us, you can at mailbag at cultaholic.com. It's Cultaholics. The ah, what a lovely podcast. My time's just a little bit extra now. The you get in a position, Jack. I was trying to be comfy, but it's just not happening. Oh, bless you. Um, that is the big, big, big question this week, which is, what is the best elimination in the history of the Royal Rumble? Or best Royal Rumble elimination, however you want to put that. Uh, there's been many of them. Obviously, that's how you win the match. But there's been a few that stand out over the years. We think, God, that was a good one. I've got a few on my head, but does anyone want to go first? I thought we might do a scattergun approach because there's going to be so many. Unless anyone's got a specific one favourite that they love. Well, when someone asks me, like, fastest thought first, what's the best elimination? There's one that comes to mind, and that is Bushwhacker Luke. (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. Oh, here he comes, ladies and gentlemen. Look at him. He's ready. He's going to definitely be headlining against WrestleMania opponent Hulk Hogan. There we go. Earthquake grabs him as he comes in the ring, throws him over, lands his feet. <laughs> All the way at the back. Who Ain't nothing the... gonna break my stride. Ain't nothing gonna slow you... me down. It reminded me when you were talking there about people who just have no hope in the Royal Rumble. When the Rock cut that promo saying like there are two opponents, <laughs> the Rock. Who was the other one who wasn't headbanger Mosh? Because everyone was going Crash Holly, yeah. yeah, and headbanger Mosh. <laughs> the first, the if first the Rock one... gonna get over those two people, then the Rock just maybe, just maybe have a <laughs> chance to win the Royal Rumble. The one that I. 
It's not the one that first springs to mind, but I think it might be my favourite one, is 2003, the first elimination, when Jericho tricks Shawn Michaels, because Christian oh, dresses yeah, as yeah. him. That's a really good one. Um, and it led to a very good WrestleMania match as well. Did? Yes. Okay. Ross? Paul London springs to my mind there straight away. Uh, big Gene Snitsky did a big lariato on the old apron, and he does a shooting star press to the floor. Liquid wrestling. Where does the arm hit him? Is it in the... It looks high. It looks like it's hard. It could be in the jaw. It could be. I'm Was quite Gene worried Was Gene renowned for being a stiff worker, brother, brother? I think everyone might Don't have been you. back there. <laughs> Way. Mm. I think. Anyway. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But, yeah, that was a... Uh... Sorry to do a stretch. Ooh. Big that was stretch. Good... Sorry. That was an interesting one because Paul London said that he got an... Spoke the got... Matthew he... like he's a dog. <laughs> big, Ooh, big stretch. stretch <laughs> Thank you, Ross. Now, scratch problem it is. Uh, Paul London got heat backstage because he made it look too good. Yeah, what's that about, man? Yeah, yeah. he got told off. No, 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 no. Stop, stop that. Don't look too well, good. Well, I hope... They... Yeah, but it doesn't stop him from showing it every year. Well, of course. So. Yeah. Uh, um, any others that, that spring to mind? Shawn Michaels, 2010, because he was this was going, oh, look, yes. I'm fighting for this title. I need this Triple H. Like Kevin Keegan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need this. I need to face the Undertaker. I need to beat him. WrestleMania. All right, he's a champion right now. I need to win this Royal Rumble. And they have that sense of urgency that you already get the Rumble, but other people want it. But Shawn's like, no, I look. This is my legacy right here. I need to beat him. And then. It's so amazingly done that I remember people back in the day was, does that mean to happen? Which is, I guess is, is a compliment because he's there like, he's well, on the apron. He's yeah. like, yeah! You know, oh, just tremendous, mm-hmm. tremendous. Because it is, you can literally hear yourself going, no, as he falls because of the dramaticness of it. And then the aftermath where he like has a breakdown and kicks, I think Charles Robinson. Yeah. And he's so. like proper like gutted. Yeah. It's really, really good. It's my favorite rumble, 2010. Um, it's, oh, it's up there. The very, it's very, so very good. Best. Yeah. Uh, Drew Carey, Payne Kane, so not <laughs> kill him. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and then Maybe. Raven, out of the goodness of his heart, saves Drew Carey. Yeah, he was a big fan. Yeah. Uh... Maven. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Why doesn't he come back? His theme tune was so good. He, uh, he, he recently he, came back to wrestling. He hated wrestling, being like known as the wrestler for ages, didn't he? I think I saw in an interview yeah. where he was like, a, he was a bodyguard, some a bodyguard, a bouncer somewhere, um, and so I was like, "Oh, you may have been the wrestler." And he's like, "No," I think he said no. <laughs> he was like, he certainly didn't like being known as a wrestler for a long while, but he did come, he did make a comeback somewhere recently, didn't he? Yes, he did. I can't remember where it was, but I was excited. They keep on bringing back these like late two thousands, mid two thousands people, like Carlito. Uh, an MVP making the surprise appearances, Morrison. I reckon Maven is your return. He'd have to eliminate someone with that drop kick. The 20th anniversary. Wait, which one was it? Oh it was my god. 2002. It was one oh, again. 20th anniversary. Oh, Maven. Shut up, my How smart will we look that? if he comes back? That would be so 20 good. years ago. Yeah. They've got and he's got and he's come back to wrestling last year. Oh You know when you feel you know when you've you've you, you first know what a period of time feels like. Hmm. That is the first time I've fully registered what 20 years feels like. Because <laughs> yeah. I remember that happening. Yeah. I remember, remember that. that yeah. I remember Maven doing that. But. Oh my God. That's, I thought you were. I didn't think you were gutted there. I thought you were going, oh, no way, because it's been 20 years. That surely now would be the best rumble for him to. It would come be. Back. But no, it's just. We're, we're all so close to death. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We are, yeah. <laughs> 20 years, lads. I want a great 20 years it's God. been. Yeah, it's been a good 20 years. That's yeah. my mind, <laughs> oh, bless you. That's a way to end the podcast, isn't it? <laughs> That's right, folks. We're all going to die one day. Um, Soon. That was really... You delivered that, and your face went close to the camera. It reminded me of when Krusty the Clown goes, let's just say he moved me. To a bigger hat. It was like that. You said the quiet part loud and the loud part quiet. Oh, thank you. Um, what, uh, is any, any, what, any more for any more on the eliminations? Well, the, the Lesnar one. Um, from the top oh, yes. 20 Rumble. That, the first... Oh, oh, I thought you meant him dunking out Matt Hardy. Oh, no, the first, the first part. <laughs> yeah, the 20... <laughs> That's a good one as well. Yeah. After the first the... part of the 2020 Rumble, him getting eliminated. Oh, what, a... oh. what an amazing Rumble. Yeah. And I was listening to, um... oh, no, because that spoils what it's mentioned on. Never mind. I'll, I'll wait. I don't know if it's out yet or not, so I'll wait. I'll just leave it. But oh. the thing that I was listening to, the person points out that the, the Claymore, like, he, he takes it, the cells, like the bump he takes is amazing. He doesn't like have to awkwardly, like most big guys, have to like awkwardly hoist himself over. He proper flies backwards out the ring. It's so good. So that, 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 I agree with Ross. That's a top, top tier one. Uh, any, 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 any more? One more. <laughs> I don't know. One Andre, more. Go on, one Andre more collectively and we'll leave it. Nah. Why? <laughs> he sees the snake and he's off. But he's not really, is he? He's like... Uh-oh. He is off. The fastest the quick- I... As my big legs can carry me. But it's the quickest <laughs> I've ever seen Andre move. Uh, and he doesn't have to step over the top rope. He leans uh, on it. Free bar. Oh, free. here we go. <laughs> um. <laughs> the, the funniest burst of pace I've ever seen in wrestling is when Retribution invaded and Michael Cole ran away. <laughs> <laughs> It was such a surprising turn of face that he had. Oh, it was fantastic. The quickest <laughs> I've ever seen was when Buck's <coughs> dad was being attacked backstage <laughs> and they ran quicker than Andre being chased by a snake. Come on. Dad's in trouble, dude. Oh, I don't them. Put the dust and then they were gone, like in the cartoons. I don't know why I made them snake from The Simpsons. Boy. <laughs> you know what? We'll leave it there. Yeah. This has been the big question at the very end of the call like wrestling podcast you listen to myself i don't have much on tap apart from the return that's right of the cultaholic classic smackdown review with me and tom and so special guest appearances from some lovely crap that people have sent us through the post thank you uh but ross what do you have for us this week uh not much not much at all not much at all you'll see it when you see it if you do see it if you don't see it you won't see it that's all i'm gonna say on that jack (laughs) um as we speak and I would have been shooting it today, but then yesterday, Pachiti got me to review, oh, a hefty list that I didn't write or record. I'm not involved with it, but I I, I edited it. Not not video edited it, sorry. I like, edited the, the script. Um, so that's coming out soon. That's a, that's a hefty one, but I won't reveal what it is. It's one of our big ranked ones. Uh, shout out to Jack Atkins for writing that. And um, because of that, taking up all of my yesterday afternoon, that means there'll be a slight delay on what I'm happy to announce is a new series idea from myself. Ooh. So it won't be like a, as regular as like wrestlers. It won't be like a weekly one, but it'll be semi-regular. And uh, yeah, I'm quite excited for that. So keep an eye out in the future. Lovely. Ah, well, I'm excited for this week already. Just a reminder that we do have the patreon.com forward slash called the Holic stuff. The three amazing picks for you to vote for. 
Uh, and also, any thoughts, queries, Reese Pace, whatever that's on your mind, please, please, please send them to mailbag at callaholic.com. Right now, we've taken up enough of your lovely time. Hope you're taking care of whatever you're doing with yourself. That's been Ross. This has been Jack. I've been Matthew. And you have been lovely. We're going to end the show by putting our hand up to the webcam and end this with the famous expression that we all know and love. One, two, three. Paul Heyman has a huge cock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.